are listening to All Things Cosmic, Philosophy, Science, Art, and much more. A podcast at the Center for Process Studies. I am your co-host, John Ivy Gill, along with Andrew Davis. Welcome. On All Things Cosmic, we have adventurous conversations with people from all walks of life who are concerned about and pursue the common good. So sit back, get a cup of coffee, and enjoy. We are proudly the Center for Process Studies, a relational worldview for the common good. www.centerforprocess.org www.ctr number four process.org Get ready for some amazing conversation. Greetings everybody out in podcast land. Glad that you're with us. I am John Ivan Gill. Your co-host, along with Andrew Davis, and the cross-community coordinator at the Center for Process Studies. What up? Really, really glad um, that you've joined us today. I'm sure you enjoyed the last episode of All Things Cosmic with Khaled Keith Perry. We had a great conversation about theopoetics, public theology, and our book series, Novel Adventures explorations in creativity and spirituality. If you're looking for more information on our book series, please head over to our website, Center for Process, CTR, letter four, number four, process.org. Go on over to the resources section, click the resources link, scroll down, and you will find more information on Novel Adventures and what we're looking to do. Well, today, we got a really blazing episode for y'all. We have Queen Heroine, one of the dopest MCs, in my opinion, in hip-hop. She is a member of the crew, the Juggernauts, Boogie Down Bronx-based, legendary crew of siblings who are not only artists, but educators. So we're gonna get to talk to Queen Heroin today and learn more about her process as an MC and as a teacher. And also we'll hear about her series that she calls The Process Sessions where she looks at artists and follows their creative process and talks to them about that. So we talked for a long time, so let me shut up. Let's get into it. Don't mistake me as a sedative, I'm reason competitive one Still leave you hot strung from the hot tongue composer The overdoser, overloaded in gross amounts The levels unaccountable like pie 
My formula will never die The infinite, always intricate influence The music I'm pimping it with the go-go show Sex in the low baseline with my waistline Then combining the other elements just for the hell of it Rhyme style celibate, fucking me lyrically is irrelevant Theory, you can't come near me or even close Caution the explosive, high voltage Vocal terrorists appearing on your postage Hosted as most wanted, my skill on floating The only snatch going is my mouthpiece when I release Niggas wanna get beef, I bring the heat, you bring the asbestos cover To hover and conceal, or else you feel in third degree Seek you like sperm when I ejaculate prematurely You think you're ready, who horny, makes it horny. Hot? I said who makes it hot? The obvious and default, blowing up the spot Represent the DGO And the juggernauts MCs wanna step I thought not So come on, who makes it hot? I said who makes it hot? The obvious and default, blowing, blowing up, up the spot, spot. Represent the DGO And the juggernauts MCs wanna step I thought not So come on, come on, come on, come on. Technically, it's been two years, um, but you know, I, I have my moments where I try to pop back over and just hang out a little bit. It definitely became my other home, and right. ironically, it was one of the um, my favorite places that we performed. Um, mm-hmm. We had a show when Breeze was promoting, um, I think it was the indie tour. It was around the whole Prince Among Thieves Right. Time. Yeah, and uh, we had a we had a show in Chicago, and it was by far one of my favorite shows. Um, lo and behold, only to find out years later, like I'd be there. So yeah, it was just the people were really receptive, and um, they were they were fans. They were of the music. I just realized, like, yo, hip hop is serious out here. Like they were heads. They were definitely. Yes. So it was just nice to have that warm reception, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They knew they knew lyrics, boy. They, I was like, okay, right, oh, this is hot. Oh, we were singing the shit, like, but like, believe me, I was there. I mean, I want to say I was at one of those. Sh- well, I definitely was at one of them. Yeah. Well, it had to be that one because that was the only show that I remember um, breezing myself uh, performing at. And um, okay, well, it was that one. Yeah. It had to be that one. I didn't even real. I didn't even know that you were that you were uh, that you were there. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think it was like the blue note, not like the blue note. Correct. Not the big joint in like downtown joint, like nah. the little. I'm trying to think. It was on was Milwaukee. This? So Milwaukee Avenue. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. You know. You know. That's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly where. That's exactly where it was. Yeah, I remember that show because it was you all and it was Deep Space, which is the homies Vitamin D and Josh Safe. Shout out to them. I know Josh Safe just actually dropped a record um not too long ago. So so okay. um so so peace to the fan. But I know they performed and I forget who else, but yeah, we was there, me, my boy a boy sketch who sketch 185 who was in um my rap crew tomorrow kings was there i mean chicago as a whole and my crew in particular we we would we were we were juggernauts fans like all day you know that's appreciative man yeah well shit we were fans of uh coming out oh i didn't even ask if i could curse maybe i shouldn't be cursing on this <laughs> this look, platform let me be mindful of that look you're um, okay i'm like oh, I'm, okay. I'm going i'm going to use some languages you know <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I wasn't I wasn't sure. I didn't know. I try to uh, probably should yeah. act that ahead of time. Yeah, but um, I'm, yeah. But, go yeah, go go ahead go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Um, because after hours, that certainly may happen as well. It's like uh, yeah, right. it might be involuntary at a certain point. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was an, it was an amazing show. I had no idea that you know so crazy. You know how things parallel and cross paths, which is right. not. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about to an extent, I guess, today. But um, yeah, yeah, it was a dope. It was one of my favorite shows. Breeze as well. We talk about it periodically. Like, yeah, that was one of the dopest shows that we that we did you nice. know it's one thing to perform but to have that kind of reception and just feel like what you're doing is you know translating mm-hmm. um shout out to breeze too as he has a joint now called translated as well all these new yes. projects coming out hindsight yes. his album um so you know just just knowing that you're bringing your craft to a space where there's already um and understanding a love a respect for um it's it's really dope because we've definitely had some shows that weren't as you know what i mean it's like is this translating <laughs> you know what i mean so it's interesting you know based on as a matter of fact even on that same tour so right. it's just it's pretty cool to to just be in a space that feels like home when it's not home you know yeah. and then it became my home so it was it's pretty cool most definitely, most definitely, and you know the parallels between Chicago and New York because my my brother grew up in Brooklyn. Um, my my dad's side of the family is from Belize. My brother was born in Belize. I was born in oh, Chicago. Wow. Okay, but, but my my brother grew up in Brooklyn. Um, he's older than me, and. I grew up in Chicago and, you know, I lived in New York for a quick minute. You know, when he comes to Chicago, sometimes I feel like when I'm in New York, I'm in Chicago. You know, it's it's I think that's the only thing that allowed me to be there and feel comfortable because it reminded me of New York in a lot of ways. Obviously, they're different. Right. But mm-hmm. you're right. There's, there's certainly a, um, a, a comparable element. There's no question about it. It just has a similar tone, has similar feel. Right. That's right. That's right. And if I'm and if I'm not mistaken, the um the architects who designed a lot of Chicago were from New York, if, if I'm not mistaken. You that know. makes complete sense. As a matter of fact, that was <laughs> that's one of my favorite things too about Chicago. I always loved um which New York has as well, this sense of very old architecture, um contrasted against a very modern. Mm-hmm. style of architecture i just love the balance kind of between that you know kind of having them against the, push against each other it allows you to appreciate them so there's like this definite old sense and then a definite modern ultra modern sense and then frank lloyd wright one of my favorite architects Ooh. um you know, from uh, I don't know if he, yeah, I believe he was out there. Well, I know his house he, was out there. His house was out there, and he and he designed a lot of parts of the city. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Ab- absolutely. And I was in Hyde Park, so I mean, we you know passed yeah. by his, his spot all the time. So that that's right, that's right. Yeah, you know, um, I'm from the hundreds, but I was living in Hyde Park when I was before for for right you? before. Right before, well, right, right, right before I left Chicago, I was living in Hyde Park. Yeah, that was that was my last, 
jumping grounds before I went, before I came West. Yeah. I lived, I lived in Hyde Park for about four or five years, you know, right before I. But, and from the wild, wild, wild hunters. <laughs> from the wild okay. hunters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My, yes. My, my uh, other significant half is from there. That's funny. I didn't, I didn't know that. So roads, roads and all of that. Yeah. Okay. Also, oh, yeah. yep. Yep. So y'all already know. I know he's from that. That's what's up. That's what's <laughs> yeah. up. Y'all already know. You see, you see now you, I'm starting to almost feel the Chicago. I'm almost feeling Chicago. I got the short to me. Right. Yeah. The only thing you got to start doing now is saying Joe. Like, what's up, Joe? <laughs> nah, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I that's for us. I, that's Joe, for us. It's not Joe for y'all. Joe straight Chicago. For show, too. Show in Chicago. Show is straight. I swear. Sometimes we talk in it and it's like, yeah, for show. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. But you know, it's hilarious because we go back and forth. And you know, he tried to imitate making fun of the New York East Coast. He like, yeah, uh, what is he just has one. We we won't even go into those references. But it's just hilarious. The parallels and you know the different you know, uh, endearing terms, I'll call them that. Endearing know. term. <laughs> oh, yeah, son, that's the thing. Yeah, son, yeah, right. son. I'm like, oh, well, all right, Joe, you know. So <laughs> forth. But I love Chicago, man. I, I, I love the fabric of all of it, man. It, it definitely became my other home, still feels like my other home. I do miss it. Right. Um, you know, but I certainly, being a New Yorker, Originally, my family is uh, Caribbean as well from origin, um, Trinidad and, and Jamaica. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. even though that's the background growing up in, in New York, right. I, it would be very difficult to go somewhere else and, and feel like actually be able to settle. Like I moved to Maryland with mm-hmm. um, a college friend um, shortly after shortly after college. Mm-hmm. And um, she was living in Maryland. Silver Springs to be um okay specific and um I couldn't do it man three months mm. I went out there packed my ting bag don. And said, oh, ting <laughs> done I gone I I just <laughs> I just didn't do it you know so right I don't no know. work at all yeah I understand that like you know yeah I've been I've been to Silver Springs before yeah it's okay. it's it's cool it's cool but yeah you know it's yeah it, it might not yeah. be the place I'd stay. <laughs> Precisely, precisely, you know, I mean, you know, someone, Chicago, New York, there's a certain sense of stimulation that you kind of just get used to, Mm -hmm. Um, visually, sonically, uh, I think even spiritually, like just the the vibe, the the emotion and the thoughts and the things you hear and see and, you know, um, it just becomes you, you know what I mean? It's like sometimes I get off the plane if I travel somewhere, which I haven't in quite some time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, God, the smell of the pollution in New York. I feel like I'm at home. Thank you. Like, you know, <laughs> it's awkward, you know, whereas, you know, but then you also need the contrast from that. You know, you need you need time away. So that's right. You know, and I think they both provide that, you know, they both Chicago and New York provide that where it's like you can kind of get away mm-hmm. and then be in the city. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because, you know, you know how it is being a hip hop head and being someone who's really engaged in the elements of the culture, kind of like the song we did. We saw about graffiti. You know, it's like it's just like it's like when you when you live in a city where you have a when you have a train line, you know, Mm -hmm. listening to hip hop and going to hip hop shows on a train line is different than if your city does not have that. You know, it's Absolutely. some something different about the experience of you know, because I mean, 
as I'm as I'm thinking, you know, in um the West Coast in the LA area, um there's yeah. a trans there's a transportation system, but it's not like Chicago and New York. The fact you know. that you called it the transportation system, <laughs> that itself <laughs> definitely makes a distinguish <laughs> off the bat. The transportation system. You ain't say right. subway, you say the L. Right. So yeah, right. the transportation system. Clearly, right. it's a little bit different now. It's a little okay. different, you know. It's a it's a little yeah. different. It's a lot, I don't I don't know if it I don't know if it's you know in in no hate to my people right. who are from L A. But I love Cali me, too. Cali, Cali dope. dope. It's yeah, dope. Shit, yeah. I'd rather be in Cali right now. It's cold, snow. I'm tired of this snow right about now. I'm like, yeah. I'm about to be a snowman with an umbrella and a pina colada. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right, right. To have some kind of purpose, yes, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Now. Yes, because I was because I was just in Chicago. I had to t- I had to um look in on my parents. Um, so I was okay. I was I oh, just still out there. they still out there. Yeah. Um, my my family's still there. Well, my extended of my extended family is in the west coast if they're not in the caribbean or somewhere yeah. somewhere like that but um but yeah, yeah a lot of them live out here but my mom and dad they're still in chicago and you know okay. um but yes yeah, so i went out there and it was snowing the whole time and i said why i'm gonna do this no more you know me done me <laughs> <laughs> done but um but no you know <laughs> right right you you realize you realize it's like yeah beautiful beautiful fabric culture yeah okay where's my bag i'm out yeah i don't i don't blame, I don't blame you i mean i think you know that's that for me honestly that's the next move i, I would love to just be um be somewhere warm you know mm-hmm. what i mean uh, just tired of it you know what i mean when my daughter was little you know i would you know do sled as a matter of fact i bought a little sled one of the plastic sleds today word um you know i figured make use of it but um really it was for her when she was younger Mm -hmm. um now when your kid is old enough to be like you know i'm I'm tired of this snow. <laughs> that means <laughs> the time has exhausted. It's time to move somewhere warm. So, right. you know, hopefully that'll happen in the somewhat near future, you know, because this is this just gets you can't really enjoy it after a minute, you know? Yeah. You know, you appreciate it. And but it's like going because my, my thing about Chicago, I love it. I, I mean, that's my home. I wouldn't want to be born nowhere else, but I, I don't want to live there anymore. You know, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I really and and being back for that week. It was great. And sure. a part of me didn't want to go when I had to go, but it was a reminder, like, I, yeah, I'm, you know what? I graduated from this. Right. <laughs> well, you know? right. That's, I think that's the perfect word, right? It is a sense of graduation. I just think it's like, okay, well, what, what is the next phase? What's the next realm? What's just, what's the next level? Um, you mm-hmm. know, personally, professionally, um, just, or whatever, you know what I right. mean? It's just sometimes you get a feel that you're, you're ready for something else. So, mm-hmm. um, so I feel you. How long have you been in uh, California again? Been out this way for about 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's significant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's been, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. That that's this is this, this is like the pad right now. You know, this is this is basically where it is. Yeah. So yeah, it's been. You know, um, I don't blame you. Twelve years in Cali, I won't be going back. <laughs> I'd be doing this. I'd be doing Zoom calls. I'd be doing. <laughs> right, right, mm-hmm. right. Like, show me the snow. How's it look outside? Okay, good. All right. As I walk out in shorts, right. Right. <laughs> and the sun beating down on you, like you know. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Nice. Sounds nice, man. Well, you know, you and the fam always welcome to come down. Y'all know that. Like, you know. appreciate that i definitely appreciate that matter of fact so here's the funny thing is the favorite shows i have three favorite shows outside of like outside of a new york show outside mm-hmm. of a home show okay uh, and honestly the, those show the, those favorite shows probably trump trump quite a few shows out here i mean mm. you know there, there's a sense of culture and 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 right. nostalgia and things like that you know when you think of like wetlands and uh-huh. And the uh, weekend and tramps. I mean, one of our favorites out here for me personally is probably like Sony. We did Sony reunion not too long ago, about two years ago when I first came back. Word. And um, and also Santos, probably some of my favorite shows. We've had a couple of like really really great shows that I remember, New York mm-hmm. based, but outside of New York, Chicago, mm-hmm. Cali, <laughs> nice, Cali, and Italy. Those were the, those were the three favorite 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 shows those three spots yeah i just they were just all really warm and and dope and i was like man you know it was an eye-opener like this this really extends way beyond just what you know to be you know your your space your proximity it's like yo there's there's a lot beyond that Mm -hmm. um hip-hop has really been beautiful for that aspect as well just you know kind of taking you to different places that you may not have um, traveled to otherwise, True. you True. know, or have the ability or for or affordability to do. So mm-hmm. it's been good to us in that respect for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. You know, you know, you all have traveled, and I and I, I want to get it at a little bit. You know, um, because yeah, hip hop has taken the crew in several places. You know, and and then there's also this grounding that happened because all of you are all of you are school teachers, both, you know, the juggernauts, um, Breeze Bruin, B Slim and Queen Airman. Yeah. Um, and actually DJ Boo crew. as well. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So shout out to the crew as well. You know, the family juggernauts, you know, um, as you mentioned, Breeze, Breeze Bruin, uh, Fever, Fever the Kid, aka B Slim. Um, he has so many aliases and um, <laughs> DJ Boo. But yeah, I mean, we are definitely all, well, Breeze and, and Slim and, and myself were actually family, actually related. And then, yeah, we also happen to be um, educators. We're all educators and have been educators for quite some time. And like you said, it grounds you. But, you know, even Breeze was talking about this the other day. Um, it grounds you, but then it also, you know, you can only designate but so much time to your craft because mm-hmm. it, it is a very demanding uh, job. And then you have responsibilities that, you know, you need something that's grounding that you can depend on that's consistent enough that's economically, right. you know, so, which, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. you, you've been in education for how long as well. So, you know, um, it's bittersweet sometimes, you know, we love our students. I definitely love mine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I really loved and missed about Chicago too. I mean, my kids, 
I still have students now who reach out to me on, you know, IG. I mean, I refuse to give them my IG at the time, (laughs) you know, but when I was leaving, I was like, okay, you know, and um, some of them started hinting. Yeah. Some of them were figuring, they were figuring it out. I've, you know, that's something that we've discussed too, this idea of kind of do you divulge what you do to your students or not as far as outside creatively. And it's a thin line. Um, Mm -hmm. I was in, in, I think, a previous interview or just something I was discussing that a job that I had quite some time back. I had a student who knew about music and um, he kept coming. I wasn't even a teacher yet. I was a teacher's assistant at the time. And he kept coming to the classroom and he was like, yo, Smith, can you spit that verse? It was the weight verse. Getting in you, the words will stain you Permanent like ink and epidermis From tap to waters, discard this Thought of partnership, you may have thought For this position of status, it's entrepreneurship Matter of fact, madness, I planned this Like serial killers to banish Flows aquatic like vicious surroundings Undergrounded, it's pounding like pregnancy With the expectancy of three times three Use my mental nine to climb like gladiator on wall I call like physicians to deliver my labor You savor the flavor like connoisseur to lick your A parent's first picture of a mixture of all Spring, ring, ring the alarm. Cause I set strong cases of fire for my wire connections and disconnections. Setting sparks, cause then I'm wetting. Microphone checkings, disrespecting amateurs. Plus, they mentors don't be a source for the mentors. Just I can be the mid to mid. Accepted. Nothing less than the best. I don't just flip shit. Anyone. That one, that one, that one. And he kept coming to the classroom and all like, yo, I can't believe. Can you, you spit the verse? And administration pulled me to the side and was like, kind of accusatory like is there something going on between you and the student oh no yes whack yes and i was like are you serious i said look let me explain something man uh (laughs) (laughs) there are things that i do outside of this job and i happen to be an artist and Mm -hmm. um he's aware of my artistry he's aware of some of the things that i do and he's just kind of a fan of you know, what I do creatively. And so, you know, here it is, you know, this is why, again, there's so many layers to this in education. It's like, obviously, maybe the protocol may have been off, but here it is, you have a student who's really, really engaged about something. And had it been used properly as a learning tool, um, you know, or or an opportunity to connect. And, And any educator understands that, connection and trust is really the foundation of any kind of learning because otherwise learning is really not going to take place so or or limited at least in my opinion my philosophy Um, yeah you know um and so once i had that conversation with my administrator and he's like yeah okay but i was almost like i could have lost my job and it was that serious and um but i had to pull away from the kid Mm-hmm. because I just didn't want to create the perception of something that wasn't, you know, what it, what it appeared to be, I guess, to, to him or whomever else that, you know, um, sure. but it definitely, you know, the student was upset. He was kind of offended and a little confused. And I tried to explain it to him, Goodness. you know? Um, so it's like, you know, it's a thin line. So I think that kind of really stung. And after that, I was very, very cautious 
because I had to still maintain a sense of professionalism, but then it's like professionalism, what is that? <laughs> you know, I'm also a professional artist, you know, in the sense of I've right. been doing this for how long. And that's one thing with education. It's like, okay, you have your resume on paper, but then sometimes there's a resume that you don't necessarily have on paper that are gifts or talents or information that you can extend to your students. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's overly, I, be, I believe it can become a little bit um, difficult when you're not able to share that information. You know, there are a lot of schools and, in, 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 you know, I maybe not institutions, school settings, et cetera, that um, allow educators to to have some creative freedom and like they open and entertain openly entertain the idea of other things that they bring to the table realizing like they're people so it's like do you have anything else that you do do you have any other skills and even though that can create more work for the individual it also can create other opportunities to to really connect with Mm -hmm. the students so kudos to those type of environments that actually foster you know um learning styles like that i think that's dope and to me that's where the real learning is gonna take place honestly yeah because because i've had similar experiences too when people find oh oh like oh like you in the hip-hop and then people actually students have actually found out that i am seeing i don't talk about that really in in my in my environment but you know when they when when they find out you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, th- 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 this is something I do, you know, and this is a, this is really not just something I do. It's who I am, you know. It's- well, that's the thing, right? It's who you are. And what I found is that it took me a minute to get there. And it's, I feel like there's there's a stigma for sure mm-hmm. where rather than hip hop being seen as something that's positive and like everything else, everything has its pros and cons, you know I mean? Nothing is perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. And not, not, not very rare where you find something that's just completely pure. If that even exists, whatever that means. Yeah. But um, really what hip hop really is and really means is really something beautiful. And so the perception of that, um, can get tainted and I think has gotten tainted over the years for a variety of reasons. And I think as a result, a lot, a lot of people like ourselves, rather than embracing that dichotomy, like this is who we are as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. have kind of kept that hidden dormant to the side, like, okay, what time is it? Three, three Oh five. All right. I can be <laughs> hip hop now. Right. You know, and it's like when really in essence you hip hop all the time. But I've 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 I've, right. I've found out right. more recently that my being courageous enough to say, you know what, this is just who I am, man. Yeah. It's it's all of these things, putting it on the resume, everything right. has actually provided me opportunities that wouldn't have happened had I um kept this hidden kept this to the side and it's almost like after a while it's like it just busts loose it's like you know you can't you can't contain it anymore and you know the fact that you had to contain it or felt that you had to contain it in the first place shame on shame on the system for that Mm -hmm. in my opinion you know what i mean again there's a way to go about it because certainly you hone your skills and you develop so as we talk process you may not want to see certain things in its process stages but even that is beautiful Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a baby, you think about the development of a baby. A baby don't look cute 
<laughs> during the first couple of weeks of this process. You probably like, what the heck is that? You know what I mean? And then you're mm. like, oh, oh, zygote. Oh, okay, nice. But yeah. you don't know, you don't necessarily see the beauty. Like, oh, they're cuddly. You know, let me hug them. No. Right. As a matter of fact, you can't even come close. It's housed somewhere because it's so delicate, the process. You know, um, so certain things have to be hands off in order for them to be honed properly. And, 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 you know, I get that, but I think there's something to be said for getting to the point within yourself where you're like, you know what, I don't care mm-hmm. um, what anyone else's perception is. This is, this is who I am. And I need to fully embrace it regardless of the stigmas that exist because of external things. You know what I mean? And I felt like once I started combining, which was my ultimate goal, like wanting to combine being an artist a musician, a visual artist, an MC, uh, you know, uh, a mother, an educator, a curator, like, like just these are my skills, these are my interests. That's when unique, different things started presenting itself. And I think the first one for me was applying um, for a job. Well, it was a contracted opportunity through Next Level um, to go teach MCing in Peru. And, mm. and I got it, I, I, you know, um, it was a great opportunity. I was able to travel and go to a whole nother part of the world and see how, I mean, hip hop again, just like we were talking about the, it's, it was extremely present, you know, in all, in all elements, because the program brought on, um, like an MC, um, a breaker, graph artist, DJ slash producer, and um, and everyone kind of worked with you know um, artists for that particular discipline. But hadn't I applied for that, like you know, with my formal resume? That was the first time I just kind of unified the fact that I had been an educator and I was also a hip hop artist. It was, it was either one or the other prior to that, right? You know what I mean? Like within that realm, like, oh yeah, I'm an MC in that realm. And I'm, um, I'm an educator and putting on, you know, my heels and my suit in that mm-hmm. realm. And so I was just like, look, I need to get to the point where I'm merging these and rather than it looking as if it was a negative thing, which I definitely don't think it it, it is or was. It was just, again, the perception mm-hmm. and feeling like, you know, you couldn't combine those. And ever since then, it's like, oh word, can you do this workshop here? or Oh, really? You do that? Even right now, I'm teaching a hip hop course, you know, um, college, you know, so my students. So very dope. I mean, it's like, okay, once you embrace and that says a lot, too, about fear, because sometimes it's just a lot of things that we put on ourselves. You know what I mean? Like our own perception before we even hear yes or no. We're like, oh, well, maybe it won't be received. So. Right. But that's conditioning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we had to think about this whole thing because the system itself is conditioning and and there's a right. certain system. Because, I mean, KRS-One says this. Um, he says that, well, first of all, he says that hip-hop is an ancient civilization, so everybody is hip-hop. And what he and, and, and what he's saying is, is that, well, all these things that we talk about at the elements of hip-hop these are these are the modern terminologies for those things but what but what hip-hop is really is an ancient way of being and he and he says that that the education system is about destroying ancient ways of being 
And and when you realize that and when you begin and, and then you begin to say, well, why should I be worried about these things that I've been told I can't do? And I shouldn't do, you know, and even and even as process thinkers, um, white any in process thinkers, um, you know, white talks about is very critical of this notion of, well, why are we trying to separate the human into this physical part and this and this um, intangible part when really what makes up existence is both of those things. And I can even look at this in terms of when we look, you talk about education in terms of what, okay, well. A, there's a certain system and a certain system that comes from a certain type of philosophies that would argue that, well, you have to separate this and that, you know, oh, you can't be a hip hopper and you can't be in the academy at the same time or, you know, but, you know, when we do imagine beyond that and we say, look, it's who we are, opportunities do come, you know, opportunities. I think do, furthermore, it's given us, I think furthermore, it creates pain. It creates yeah. pain, it creates tension, it creates disconnect, it creates a lack of self-knowledge, it creates discord. Like it, it goes against the grain of all those things. Mm-hmm. Rather, I mean, even the body, like with what you're saying, you know, as far as things not being sent, you know, um, dis, like its own entity, mm-hmm. our bodies function fluidly as a system together even though they're okay you have the heart you have the lungs you have this you have the that but they still function together cohesively like mm-hmm. it's a system that works together right. so it's like doing anything other than that and the idea of figuring out how to just exist as one whether you're talking about yourself or a relationship unit or a family or a school or business, like the goal really is to figure out that oneness and still exist, obviously, within, you know, your own, but mm-hmm. that oneness. And I feel like that has always been the one thing that I've personally felt tortured by is feeling like I had to separate myself. I was causing myself more pain in doing that right. than figuring out a way to just exist and celebrate who I was as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it's 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 more than just, oh, well, disharmony. It's like, no, it's you're going against the grain of happiness, of being. Right. Like you're not being yourself. You're co- trying to compartmentalize who you are. And that's no good. No bueno. Like, you no. know, you got to figure out how because you serve, you're de- it's a disservice to yourself, but it's also a disservice to um, you don't even know to who many. You, you don't know how many people you could be influencing, sharing, helping, you know, um, by embracing these other parts of you rather than keeping them dormant. Yeah. So that's really been the objective and goal for me. I would say, you know, recently within the last couple of years is how can I how can I combine these because mm-hmm. they they already exist. So that's it's right. like, how can, I, how can I utilize them to I mean, the creative part is one thing, but. I almost feel on this level at this point, it's like, how can I use them to share as a tool to help support maybe the vision or, you know, creative endeavors of others? Mm -hmm. And that's the education part, for Mm -hmm. sure. Right, right. And you said something earlier, which really, which really touches on that, you know, that the foundation of learning is this 
idea of being true to who, who you are, because that creates a resonance that creates a foundation to where someone relates to your understanding of the world, you know? And I mean, I've seen that several times, you know, me just saying or just playing or just exposing people to hip hop in my classrooms has, has been, has opened up so many camaraderies with different people and different students. And, you know, and that wouldn't have existed right. if I hadn't been true to myself. It wouldn't have existed. Right. But, but here, but again, it's like, you have to go against the grain in so many situations. I, I will just say this, there have been, there, there was certainly a classroom setting or a place in which I had, you know, I was teaching and the kids were not allowed to listen to like have their, their phone because, you know, it was their phone and they felt like, okay, it's a distraction, distraction, mm -hmm. which I get. I mean, I totally get that. Um, however, <laughs> for what, what I was teaching at the time, I was teaching art at the time and I felt like, well, when I paint, I listen to music. <laughs> so, um, you know, why should I, like, why would I not allow the kids to listen to music as long as they're focused on what it is they're doing, the task at hand? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you really feel like you have to fight against the system because there would be meetings where it's like, yo, as a school, we need to be on the same page. And some people are allowing kids to have their phone and listen to music and other teachers are not. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I kind of looking down like, oh, you know what <laughs> I am, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm just like, this is part of their process. Mm -hmm. This is part yeah. of their process. And so it's like, it's like telling someone to make a cake and if it requires eggs and you tell them, well, I don't got no eggs. Yeah, maybe you could substitute something else, but it ain't going to taste the same. Right. So. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I was always kind of, you know, the type of person who felt like as long as you're focused on the task at hand, I encourage you to do that. I That's mean, right. there'd be times I'd be on the floor working with my kids. You come into class and this kid's on the floor drawing. This kid's mm -hmm. sitting down drawing. This kid's standing up drawing. Like, you got to do what works for your particular process. That's it. It. And it's like, if we're not doing that, then how am I really teaching? Right. No, I'm not. Right. Are they really learning? Mm -hmm. No, they're not. That's they're it. stunted. You know what I mean? They're stunted. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to fight against the system because you know, the system is set up in a way where it doesn't necessarily encourage that sense of, well, wherever, wherever it goes, let it go. As long as the, the, you're gaining, you know, you're learning. That's it, right. it, and I understand it's not necessarily going to be so utopian all the time. It's like, oh, just let them do them. But, mm -hmm. you know, what would we, what would it look like if we had more environments that encouraged a little bit more freedom and, and creatively. Right. Right. Cause it's a lot of structure in these, in these institutions. And now, and, and we, and, and we do have to think about too, well, even what we call education in these, in these days is so narrow because education for many people has to involve going through this system where, where, whereas a lot of education 
Well, I would probably even say most education, I would venture to say most education happens outside of that system. Oh, you know, I totally agree with that. I totally it, agree with that. It's yeah. something else, you know. I it's totally really, agree with that. It's about the application. Correct. It's like you get the information and then what do you do with it? That's the real learning. Like, okay, you get it. Right. You get information, but then but then where is real life experience? I mean, I find when I'm teaching, um, especially now with you know online and, and uh virtual learning and things. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I step outside of like having the curriculum is essential. So it's like you have what it is you're going to do. You have your agenda, you have your PowerPoint, you have whatever. You give that, you execute that. But I feel like it's when I step outside of the lines of that. I've created it, I've given it to them. But when I'm trying to really get them to understand it, I totally step out of that. And I just use real life examples. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's when they get it. That's right. when they get the PowerPoint. They don't just get the PowerPoint from the PowerPoint. Mm-mm. That's just information. But it hasn't resonated. It's it's like eating. It's like, okay, there's the food, but has it digested? Has yeah. it gone into cells? Has it, has it, tra- you know what I mean? Like, right. has it gone anywhere? Right. Has it converted into anything, to energy or whatever you needed it for? Otherwise, it's just sitting there. Right. And that oftentimes happens with information and education. It just sits there mm-hmm. and they just, they're not getting it. And so for me, it's like, you have to sometimes push to that extra place. And again, that goes back to fear. Not everybody is, I think, as comfortable within themselves or willing to take the risk to go outside of breaking certain maybe traditions. And I'm not saying just be a rule breaker, rule breaker, but like you said, does, does education, is it real? Is learning really happening within the parameters of that all the time? Or does it require stepping out and doing something a little bit more unorthodox? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I think that's what, that's what hip hop teaches us. Hip hop teaches us to always imagine, always try to figure out what works the most, you know, and, and I mean, hip hop also teaches us to, to, model individuality well you know just just like we're being ourselves so can you you know and and it's it's something else because the system in many ways especially the educational system from preschool to college grad school you know it's shaped in certain ways and then certain things are called knowledge certain things aren't and and, and i mean my responsibility for me always is why does any of that shit matter you know why? You know why? No, that's awesome. Thank God for that because at least then it's like you're questioning it, and I think a lot of people don't question it. They just do it. Mm-hmm. They they just do it. They're not doing what you just said. They're not questioning. They're not saying why. They're not looking at it and turning it. Like the other day, my daughter's like, "You know, mom, you teach the same class. Like you're good. Don't aren't you good? Like you have the lessons. Why are you stressing out? No <laughs> one." I said, because every time I teach a class, even if I teach the same class another semester, I'm still looking at how can I teach it better? So I I may shift, although the information is the same, I may shift how I approach sharing it or giving it. I'm going to assess and assess. And that's a major part that you're supposed to, as an educator, do. You're supposed to assess the kids, the class, yourself, the lessons, like it changes. 
it's right. not always the same right it, it, yeah because you know and 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 i mean i think about that all the time because yeah you know you do have semesters where you're teaching some you taught 50 times but it's something different about it every time you know it's you know what's different too john the kids <laughs> how about Boom. that how, how about you Boom. have a different hit class and so you're gonna have to deal with the different you can you can be a parent three times and your kids are all three children are going to be different so you right. may your your approach to parenting even though there may be some core things and core values that stay the same yep. but your approach to how you translate that parenting style is going to shift depending on who that it is what their needs are personality i mean mm -hmm. a variety of factors and so you multiply that times a classroom of anywhere from 10 to 30 kids depending on the class or the environment and it <laughs> no wonder we come home tired <laughs> right right yeah, or should or, sh or should if you did it, if you're really hustling you, you should exactly. come home tired you know now exactly. if you just phoned it in you're gonna be like oh yeah oh, oh yeah i feel fine <laughs> absolutely absolutely sure like sure yeah i'll stay till six o'clock right <laughs> 305 i'm like i'm out right right <laughs> i'm right. tired right i'm tired Mm -hmm. I'm tired. That's right. I, I really am because I feel like I really give it my all. And that's not to say teachers who stay the extra because, you know, the other day online, I, I literally spent two hours with a student outside of class because he was having an issue. I don't get paid extra for that. Right. And I said, if you're having an issue, he said, look, professor, I've taken this class once. I failed it before. At this point, if I fail it again, it's affecting you know, I have a scholarship, um, mm -hmm. sports, AKA, et cetera. I said, if you're willing to put in some extra time, you know, I'm willing to help. Dope. And I mean, it's unique because not all the time are you able to do that, you know, but it's like, I feel like when and if you can, you know, do that. And and that's the part of learning that, you know, a lot of times people don't see, oh, you done at three. Oh, you have summers off. I'm like, I'm never off. That's right. I'm, ne I'm never off. Even when I'm off, I'm thinking about a lesson. Woo. And that's, that's the, and that's the one thing I will say about hip hop. It's like, there have been a lot of opportunities that I have not um, either seen to fruition or capitalized on not because I didn't have the desire or the want to. Right. I was so absorbed in, in work. Mm. <laughs> and I'm mm. like, I tell people like, yo, sometimes I'm seriously writing lesson plans instead of rhymes. Right. I just, it's not that I don't want to, or maybe I need to take another class in, in, in uh, time management, but it's like, <laughs> I'm a parent, you know, I'm a parent. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a daughter. I'm a sibling. I'm a student. I'm a teacher. Like, I wish I could just, sometimes I wish I had a job where I could just really clock out, really right. clock out. Because when you clock out, you're still mentally not clocked out. You're still Ooh. thinking about what you need to do or how you could do it better or different or, yeah. you know. I mean, I spend my mornings lesson planning and I spend my evenings, afternoons, evenings teaching because my schedule is different. You know, I teach college, so it's not, you know, the traditional how I used to teach, you know, seven, eight to, to three, four or whatever. So sure, sure. I'm almost like, man, maybe I give me that again. 
<laughs> because I feel like I'm always either teaching or thinking about it. And I really haven't written a rhyme in a minute. I haven't. I just haven't. You know, I haven't really had the time. And then when I have the time, I don't really have the mental space. Right. I'm really tired. You know what I mean? It takes a lot because it's creativity and how you approach a lesson. It's right. like writing a rhyme. It ain't, you know, there's a structure. Mm hmm. There's a structure to it. Right. And it's like you're you're expending that kind of creativity in a lesson and you and and then you don't have any more sometime when it comes to that, because I Thank yeah, you. it's 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 crazy because, yeah, there's there's some there's some semesters where I don't touch a pen or a pad or proverbially right. speaking, whatever right, you, right. you used to write on, you know, like it's like, yeah, because you just don't have and there have been periods where, you know, I just, oh man, you know, you spend so much time. I, I think a part of it too is just the verbal aspect of teaching. You know, you know, if if you're if you're if you're an MC, yeah, you know, that you, you just can't run that battery all day because then because then if you want to rhyme, you don't even want to feel like it. Like, I'm like, I don't even, man, I, ah. that's real. That's 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 real, and it and it has, and that's the thing. It's like it has nothing to do with not loving hip hop. Good exactly. lord, because I'll I'll, I'll I'll, I might be in between grading their their work and throw on shook ones, you know, just to Boom. grade something, you know. So it's like it's there's never the detachment in that regard. Sometimes you have to force it, like when you're past your Boston house, it going though it's more like how's my dog? You're just pretending on some playing a part, like when breaking a heart. Some let's be friends and you chum chummy instead of we done dummy. Shucking and jobbing, but you must surviving. Reality not showing. Pat him on the back and then casually got going. Back up on the scene and macking on your leaning. Showing the dental work, but no, you get a jerk. Brothers with dirty choppers be frightening. Mother of pearly whites need some press whitening. Brothers trying to floss and better find some flossing. Use that bad boy. Use a bad boy. Ha ha. Crazy swear he the man stroking it with the rah rah. Yeah, maybe you won't cope with that smile. It's just like you said. Teaching and emceeing is actually there's there are a lot of parallels. Yeah, you're, you have an audience. You're performing every time, whether mm -hmm. it's virtually or physically on stage in front of the kids or students or whatever. So there's an audience. That's right. There's a sense of expectation. You're trying to translate a, a message. You're trying to get across. You're looking for a reaction. So whether it's ahs and oohs in the crowd or hands raising and questions asking, yeah. there's a sense of you're looking for some kind of a response, right? Um, you're, you're speaking. So like you said, you're using your voice. You know, there may be times that you go in a classroom, you, you, you do, a, you do a, a lesson and you can hear pins drop because they either not feeling you or you just didn't translate it in a way, real talk, or you just didn't Real. translate it in a way that, you know, was receptive or it was just one of them days. So right. you have to figure out how to engage them, how to entertain them, just like you would do on stage. Yes. So the same kind of energies that you're expelling in a classroom, you're doing that. It's, it's, it is a performance. It is right. a performance, except... These are, you know, you want these kids leaving or these students leaving with not just feeling like, oh, man, I had a good show. Right. It's not just you had a good show. It's like, OK, well, 
now are you going to use that information to help mold you into who you are so that you can become something contributory to society at some point? Boom. It's, it's definitely the stakes to me are higher. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, damn, if I I went and I seen a bad show, it's like, oh, man, they disappointed me. That's forty five dollars out the window. But it's like <laughs> if you disappoint a student, you're playing with their future because right. you have a student who could be excited and be like, yo, I got it. And now I actually want to apply myself and 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 follow this path mm-hmm. or you know what? Forget this. You know, I'm done. Matter of fact, I'm done with school. I'm I'm not getting it. Like it, it's a very delicate process, but there's so many parallels. And so people who aren't in education and don't teach don't really understand. Like <laughs> when yeah. I'm telling you, like, yo, it ain't that I don't want to do this verse. I'm tired. <laughs> right. And, and it's very similar exhaustion. You know what I mean? Except instead of one show back to back for 45 minutes, you may have seven shows because you have seven classes back to back or four classes back to back. So how many shows are you doing as an artist where you performing for seven hours on feet, five days a week? So when you kind of look at it from that, that perspective, you're given there's a lot of similarities. There are a lot of parallels with yeah. the process. You have to sit down and write a rhyme. You have to sit down and write a lesson plan. You hope that that lesson plan comes across and they get it. You hope that the you know what I'm saying you, you, the show list or whatever for that day. Yeah. You know, but you're not prepping for one day or one you know a, a, a little whatever here it is is literally every day. That's right. It's, and it's, you know. It's very similar. And you know, it's also I'm I'm sure you know, like it's you know the improvisation of both yep. is both is in both crafts because okay, you know, you try you you try an idea on stage, and you're like okay, I didn't quite go like I wanted it. Let me just okay, I'm about to just freestyle for a second. I'm, let me just let me just let me just go into something else, you know, and let me just play around because it's not how I it's 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 not translating how I want to. Number one and number two, the aesthetic feel is not how I want it, you know, and. Most- then Definitely. (laughs) Most definitely. You may have to straight freestyle that lesson. You had it. You you just swore it was going to go across well. It didn't go across well. And now all of a sudden you stuck with 30 kids or 25 kids looking at you. You know, like, I right, what's next? What you what else you got? <laughs> right. And it's like, wait a second, hold on. What was lesson? What was the lesson for tomorrow? Let me refer back to my notes, you know. And you have to at that point just be on top and, and freestyle. What do you need to do to make that connection happen? So That's you're right. right. Improv is major. And again, these are the, the moments where the exhaustion really comes out because you can plan and anticipate for certain things, but there's so much that you cannot plan and anticipate for because you're dealing with real life, like yeah. live. This is live. This is not pre-recorded, scripted, like, you know, let me go back and rewind and edit this again. No. And I think being an MC has helped tremendously for me in the classroom. Yeah. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. Yes. It's yes. been a major asset. Yes. Same, same here. Same here. Like, you know, it just, there's something about that way of looking at ideas and putting ideas together that, that helps you when you get in front of a class, you know, it, it because I always say 
hip hop is life lessons. You know, hip hop teaches yeah. you how to live in the world. And so everything that I've learned from MCing, I translate and helps me in what I do in the academy, you know, and, and just talking to people and just, you know, and just wherever, wherever I am, because even in terms of like improv stuff, you know, if I see something not working, my favorite, my favorite thing to say, okay, well, let me play it like this and then come up with something else to say, okay, well, you, you, you didn't get it that way. Let me, let me try this idea, you know, and now, or, or now, or now for my next trick, there's <laughs> something, right. something along right. the lines, you know? Right. So, and sometimes you look in the bag and you're like, man, I don't, I don't have any more tricks in this bag. So <laughs> I, uh, let me burn the bag. Let's see what else can I use? Do I have anything in my pockets? Like, you right. know, you, you have to still, it's, it's always a constant trying to, to connect. That's right. And, and I also think there's a rhythm too with you how you'd have an intermission in a show. It's like sometimes you need to leave space for that information to digest too. Boom. There's a rhythm. There's a rhythm to that too. There's a rhythm to the silence. Yeah. There's a rhythm to letting things process and giving it a minute rather than just so force feeding everything. And I think that too comes with time and learning the cadence and as, again we talk about parallels between when you think about flow in a verse there's flow in a lesson you know it's not just words constantly spit at you you know there there are pauses there's silence and and those moments of silence are necessary in order for processing to happen to occur in order for questioning to happen and and occur so um, again, there's a rhythm to that as well. There's a rhythm to that. So there, there are just so many parallels um, in, in regards to education and teaching and emceeing and being on stage. And um, I think that super effective educators come from hip hop. I yes. do. Yes. Some, exactly. You know, and, and, and yeah, I think like you were saying earlier, you know, um, sometimes the issue is certain people don't come to terms with that in the academy. They come to terms with it when they leave. But then if you talk to hundreds of, because I've, I've done this in academic conferences, you talk mm -hmm. to me because I, I usually go to academic conferences dressed like I'm going to a rap show. Because I, you know, and <laughs> and then you, you you get in the conversation with people, oh yeah, you know, I listen to this, I'm, I'm in the so-and-so. This is stuff they might not say in other in, in other realms, but they're hip hoppers. So they're so they've been informed right. by hip hop, and hip hop's informed there's their pedagogy. Yeah, there's a hidden cult of us all day. There's a hidden cult, which is why it, it's actually cool that you do do that and dress that way because it's like <laughs> again, but again, systematically. I, I, when you said that, I was like, wow, man. That's so cool <laughs> because me, I wouldn't dress. I would probably like dress the part, you know what I mean? Okay. Right. I'm going to this work conference, but there's a sense of, oh shoot, that's one of my people, you know, right. or possibly right. there are right. imposters, others. but yes. you know, there's a sense of identification where it's like, oh shoot. Okay. He, all right. Me and you, same. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know Dilla too? Okay, we can talk. <laughs> right. you know? Same culture. You know, we same we, we, culture. Same culture. But I pardon me, identification. So it's like, right. I think that that's really cool that you that you, you know, you do that. 
you know, but we do have, it is a filtration system, you know, yeah. otherwise, otherwise, because there's so many people who do and they just holding out. But again, that goes back to the system and, and the lack of allowance, the lack of saying, hey, it's okay to be that. Matter of fact, beyond it being okay, that's 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 awesome. Like you said with KRS, it's like this is this is beyond just this is this is everyday life. This is right. what we do. You talk about breaking us kinesthetic. Everybody uses their body. Correct. <laughs> Everybody Correct. uses their body to move around and do things. That's why this this whole COVID and learning this way is becoming really challenging. Right. Because you have students who do learn that way who need to move around a bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would have students in the hallways to the point that <laughs> they're like, yo, this lady, Smith, come on, really? This is becoming a hazard now. This is becoming a <laughs> we have like four kids out here painting like in the in That's the hallway. So and but I would I would allow it because I was like, if I have to take the brunt for it, I'll take it. Because I had students who were like I can't work in here. Can I just go in the hallway? And they mm -hmm. wouldn't be in the hallway messing around. They'd be in the hallway doing their art. They'd be in the hallway, you know, painting, drawing, some of them laying down on the floor. Right. I mean, those are so, some of those kinesthetic students who maybe just needed to get out, move around, have a little bit more freedom, you know, and they would work. I mean, there'd be like little collectives of them, a little cluster of like four or five people. And then you have wow. like people visiting, like, what <laughs> is going on here? But I was like, I'll just, I'll eat it. I'll take it. Because oh. to me, real learning is happening. Yeah. I mean, you can never walk in my classroom. One thing I will say, and and, and it doesn't look like learning. I will say that. I, I, I will say for the most part, I try my hardest. It may look unorthodox. Mm -hmm. It may look like I may not have a job after today, but <laughs> I do believe you will see some genuine learning happening. Maybe not every single second of every single class, but the goal is always that. Mm -hmm. And whatever it is, whatever it is I have to do, I have, I have done, I've had students who had anxiety and, uh, you know, having like a panic attack. And I, I've, I have moments where I've suffered. I, I have anxiety too for like specific things. And so I've sat down on the floor, you know, and straight woosad with some of my students, like particularly one comes to mind, really sweet, this little girl. And, you know, she'd have her moments and I'd be like, all right, let's sit down. And it, it was, sometimes it was at the expense of I'm running two minutes behind schedule and the other classes like, all right, Smith. And I'm like, all right, come on, let them come in. But yeah. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. sit on the floor with her for another minute or two. Right. We're going to do right. our little deep breathing and, you know, mantras. <laughs> mm -hmm. And when I felt like she was good, you good. You can go to class now. All right. You know, so it was like, got to step out and do some, like you said, improv. Yeah. Improv. It's it's all about that. See, that's powerful that you set up an environment where that can happen. You know, that's what I'm talking about. You know, and this is and this is what I think a lot of education from early levels to graduate school lack mm -hmm. is this right. is this embodied this and what you what you, what you just did for that young lady. She's never going to forget yeah. it. 
you know, you're never going to forget it's that. Deep. It's, it's deep. I've had, I, I remember having a parent teacher conference and her mother and father came to me and they were like, thank you for what you did. Wow. I've had parents come to me and they're like, oh, you're the crazy one they talk about. Huh? I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I say, yeah, that's me. I say, yeah, that's me. Dope. I said, but your kids will learn though. I said, Dope. yeah, they, they'll learn. They'll learn though. I mean, you know, at least I, or I'll try my best, you know, again, it's not, you'll have kids who, you know, you still may have kids who you don't, you don't connect with, or you don't, you mm. know, um, you don't reach them or don't reach them the way you hoped, but you know, the mm. ones that you do and it really resonates, I mean, yeah. it's very special, you know, and I think that also comes from, you know, the foundation, my mom, my mom, uh, a former educator as well so mm. i mean you know but hip-hop certainly hip-hop yeah. certainly is 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 a major vehicle in which to connect and i mean i'm glad that it's kind of becoming now what seems to be like oh it's cool like it's yeah. cool to connect that you know where in essence you know that's really what it should be and i think again some of us um, who this is our world, this is our lifestyle, this is what we do. It's not about like, oh, hey, go take a, uh, do, would you like to do a developmental uh, workshop in hip hop right. and education? It's like, mm, <laughs> sure, if you want to give me some extra PD and some a day off and I don't know, some free lunch, sure. Exactly. I mean, I'll do it, <laughs> I'll do it. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is, if anything, you might want to shift the role. Maybe I can share some information, you know, right. um, because this is what we do. And the fact that we can connect with the kids, mm -hmm. like the fact I was teaching something on like essay writing the other day and a brainstorming tactic and the kids was like, uh, you know, but I don't get it. And I gave them music. I think it was just like a general idea. We were talking about the t um, using listing as a strategy. Mm. And, uh, they had to just list a whole bunch of words connected to music. And so, you know, I don't know, like he, this one student, he's, he mentioned a couple of different MCs. And then he mentioned, you know, um, like different emotional things like uh, relaxing or um, exciting or whatever. And I was just showing him like, okay, here's your list. And he was like, I really don't understand how to utilize the list though. And I was like, okay, well you have your list. And then you circle the things you group things according to similarities. Like how are they connected? You know, and bam, 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 long story short, like I just basically kind of did it for him based on his list. Like just right. as an example. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so these dope. kids don't know. These kids don't know, you know, these kids, these, this group doesn't know that, you know, rhyme or anything. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the kids was like, hi, Smith, look at you knowing hip hop and things, you know, <laughs> and I just had to laugh because, you know, I just showed them, uh, you know, like they were talking about similarities and style. And I was like, you can do a compare contrast. Maybe you talk about how Drake styles this from this style. And, right. and they were like, Okay, Smith, let me find out. You know, you know, you do, you, you know, a little something about him. I was like, yeah, I know a little something. You know, so I mean, but the fact that you can connect with them. Right. There's just so many people. And I've always, for I don't know, there's always kind of been a sense of connection in hip hop. 
clearly that's one of the main things. I mean, I had a, I had a teacher uh, complain to me to an administrator because I used to work in a group home and I was braiding one of my students hair during wow. we had wow. like a, a break. It was like a little bit of a free period. We're hanging out. Yeah. And uh, it was at that time I was teaching more like middle school. And I had a I had a um I had a teacher complain. She didn't say anything to me. She came to my classroom. She looked in. I was braiding one of my students' hair. And again, this is a group home. So you have these students who they're not really being quite tended to. Right. You know what I mean? They may not have a mother, or may maybe their mother isn't there. Maybe their mother, you don't even know what the story is with their mother. They're they living, it's a residential facility, you know, they live there. So mm-hmm. Clearly, the home structure is not what it should be. So, yeah, I'm braiding her hair because her right. hair looked crazy. And I'm like, you know, we have a minute. And the kids were kind of doing what they were doing, puzzles or whatever. Fine. So she comes in. She peeks in to my classroom, might I add, because the door was open. <laughs> All I know is that about 10 minutes later, my principal comes down. So I knew it was her. Boy. So my principal Goodness. comes down, he peeks his head in. And it's interesting because a lot of people didn't like this particular administrator. I never had an issue with him. So his hair was like kind of like crew cut. Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, can you braid my hair? I was like, yeah, sure. You can go next. <laughs> I said, yeah, you can go next. No problem. So he just looked at me. He laughed, looked at the kids. And I remember having a meeting with like shortly after that, where we kind of discussed it. And, uh, and he was like, let me tell you something. I don't care what you do in your class as long as the kids are learning. And Ooh. if you can connect with them, that's what we're supposed to do. That's and I was I just like, well, thanks. But to have, you know, an administrator who, again, that that's golden. And then you have people who are hating. The reason I share this is because she couldn't connect. Right. You don't know how to cornrow. Okay. You want to maybe you maybe y'all should think about things like how to cornrow <laughs> right. as a PE day. <laughs> exactly. Maybe y'all want to think about, you know, the Ten Crack Commandments and mm. how that could be in contrast to the Ten Commandments. I don't mm. know. But you you may want to think about how culture is relevant to learning. That's right. And if you think it's, you know, it's not just a course that right. you get at a collegiate level, like this is real stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you can't find a way to connect, and there's a lot of things that I'm still learning that I don't even, you know, I may not be able to connect with my kids, but I, but hip hop and music and culture from that aspect certainly helps yeah. tremendously. Yeah, it gives it gives us an, it gives hip hoppers an, an advantage in the, in the classroom because it's like it, because Hip hop is, and I think G Rap was saying this, um, and I've heard several people say it, but there's something about him. My brother too, because um, my because my my brother was a DJ. Actually, he was a DJ in Brooklyn back in the day. Um, but he we talk about this all, all the time. When you're dealing with hip hop, age agelessness becomes a factor because it doesn't because. There's something about hip hop that allows us to connect with people who are 20 years our junior, you know, in, in ways that other, other, other people can't because it's a fountain of youth of sorts, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, you know, and even because hip hop, of course, pulls from several 
um, traditions that were on the land we now call the Americas, um, that were on the, the continent we now know is Africa. It pulls from these ways of thinking that existed before colonization. And a lot right. of those ways of thinking had open avenues between the past and the present. And possibly like to say, like, like to say well, the, well, the past is the present. And for hip hop, right. that's true. And so this gives us a this gives us an angle because when it comes to hip hop, there's no age, there's no age gap between me and the person I'm talking to, whom who may be my student. We Indeed. relate on a certain level, you know. Exactly. Relatability. Exactly. And once you and the thing is, once you relate, that means you can have a conversation. Boom. Boom. And if you can have a conversation, then you can teach and you can learn. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the vehicle, right? That's right. I mean, so I agree that it is a super advantage. And and it also, you know, it it, it creates a sense of identity, like camaraderie in that regard. It's like, oh, she's of that tribe too. Oh, right. word like the other day in class, oh word professor, like <laughs> You know something about hip hop and but those are that's what that's what I mean when I say it's like I gave the lesson I gave the PowerPoint they didn't get it like they got it but it was like they got it like okay logically but right. did you get it in theory did you understand what I said though mm -hmm. and when I stepped outside those lines for a moment and just went into a place of lifestyle of re, re, that's reality like this is real that's just stuff on the board Mm -hmm. But when I went there, then he was like, oh, yeah, I got it. Huh. And that's, like that's what any educator wants. That's right. Or artist or artist. That's, that's right. That's what any artist wants or any person. That's right. what any person wants is to feel understood, is to feel heard. It doesn't matter what the relationship is. Right. It could be outside the classroom. It could be parent and child, man and woman, like. You want to feel heard. You want to feel understood. You want to feel as though it mattered and that it resonated. That's on any level. Right. So it's like when we can find different ways to make those connections happen authentically, then that's beautiful because yeah. otherwise it's just words. It's just, you know, it's not sticking. She run up my walls, lines leaving me, streaking through imposter Picasso while she spent most of a weekend. Stuck in the hits and running from running, stick moves to slick groove, drop bombs and she gone for the gloss dry. Colors were mixed, nothing I hit. Name gleaming, Flatbush, and a Montana purple outline. She art crime and dodge time, pending a train up, and then twice she destruct, remain crushed in dust. Her native name was Beacon's guest pass, spray self knowledge on New Eureka. Every release of the aerosol was like aesthetic reaching. Don't try to run game, she won a one train, spinning cranes, mimicking colors of Mustangs. Got us a fat cap, she magic with Matt Black in the hood. Know when it's war, she gon' react. Attack and flip attack like a reversible jacket. Massive tactics, your ass should go and practice. Burners bled, fume got her as high as a skyscraper. We couldn't elevate her, so it's something major. When she sling got her rainbows as pestilence. Eat your piece in a beef up, release the last line, and drop the evidence. The evidence is seen in scenes like scenes, spraying tattoo, colorful tagging through with dragon flames, spread like ragu, handle flow with control compression, no contest when pressing tips. The essence, I'm over these, a street sweeper, the paint seats up in concrete, rebelling mess. 
messages peep while peaking high death iridescent get deaths when spreading them lessons transcending spiritual seeds manifesting murals from heroic bleeds of color discover other lyrical logic forms when I bomb it concocting aqua skies to the break of dawn the whites lines ignite lady pinks in the pigment of my iris for transmitting sanskrits and hieroglyphics this goddess gifted the smoke from my aerosol can leaves me lifted Yeah, it's like, you know, you say something and it just, it just goes nowhere. And because I know a lot of times when when I teach, I also use movies and music. Oh, well, and and because, I, because a, lot, a lot of times um, when I'm when I'm teaching, I teach into philosophy, among other things. But mm-hmm. but a lot of times I'm like, OK, you OK, what Plato said X, Y, Z, we read that word. If you watch this movie and you get that, then you've got what he was talking about. And that, that brings up a whole different conversation. Then we get into conversations about what happened in the movie, what happened, because I use Black Mirror a lot too to teach philosophy, you know, and that raises a lot of, and I'm like, I'm like, look, y'all got the episode, so you get what was in the text. You just, you just may not know it by those names. I'm not really worried about that. I'm worried about, do you un, do you get the idea? And if you right. get that, and the, the idea doesn't have to be worded like we've been told it had to be worded, <laughs> you know? Not at all. Like these, not at all. These students have these ideas before they walk into our classroom. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like we're just facilitators. We just help them to see it. That's right. it. That's it. We just help them to see it. That's all. Because it's there. It, it already exists. Right. So it's just helping to shed light on it. You know That's... what I mean? It's like, Okay. You know, some real matrix, you know, yeah. <laughs> spoon. Yeah. You know, you been in <laughs> is the spoon bending and you bending around the spoon. Like we really we're here just to help facilitate. That's really, that's really it. And sometimes I think too in education, as in everything else, the ego can take over where it's like you think you know everything, you think you nah. nah. You're just here to try to help them understand what already exists within them. Right. That's it. You're just giving them tools. You're just giving them tools to to excavate. You're just giving them tools to pull it out. That's it. That's it's all. like, are you giving them a shovel? Are you giving them a scalpula today? Like, yeah. What are you giving them? <laughs> what are you giving yeah. them to help to help them? You know, pull this information out. And I believe too in in videos. I try to do a combination. You know, throwing a little visual stuff in again because we have our students are. You know, we take in information all kinds of ways. So it's like, all right, after a minute, you don't want to hear anything anymore. You want to see some. Right. After a minute, you don't want to see nothing. You want to feel some. You know, like, it just gives you multiple ways in which to take information in. And that's, that's another reason why I think this is really a challenge right now with the um, remote learning. 
because yeah. you're just dealing with auditory and 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 to an extent it's visual but uh, yeah. that's a stretch that's a stretch because you're really just you're really more listening than anything you may see the lesson somewhat but even the way that you're seeing it and taking it in visually is different from what, how it the format of how it was so i think that's dope and i think again i think that's where the real learning is happening it's like okay here's the concept but here's an example of how it you see it play out that's mm -hmm. that video mm -hmm. here's how you see it play out it's like did you get it did you see it okay right, right. <laughs> you, got, you, you, you have to like my, my daughter and i you know once in a blue moon you know she'll kind of you know tickle me with this thought she was really small she must have been like i don't know like three and we were watching the uh the um what's the name of this joint the karate kid makeover that they did with will smith okay and yeah Jaden. and mm -hmm. it was the scene where he had like gotten beat up and he was on the park and um in the park on the ground mm -hmm. and he was like looking and like he was in a, like a fetal position and then from there it transitioned into um i think it was like a keyhole i don't know but it, they had used the same shape and where he was in his body and they it was a transitional scene right and i told her i was like this is an example of a transition this is me teaching my child at three like what transition <laughs> Yeah. And but because it was visual, she she actually got it. And what was so amazing was that she was able to see transitional things happening in other movies and just be like, oh mommy, that's an example of a transition. And I was like, damn, she really understood that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, you yeah, exactly. But it's like the visual is so important right right because you can just hear something but to see it it's like okay yeah light is something that you know how do you describe light but to see it oh that's, that's right. light. that's so, right that's you right. know it, it's abstract many times without having something visual or tangible to take it in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean with you know that's why hip hop is dope too. You know, it's it's all of those things. Yeah, yeah, that's real. That's real. It's like because I mean, and I mean, I've mentioned KRS a few times. Um, but yeah, you know, because people talk about the I, hip hop as an idea. You know, but right. but 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 for me, if somebody were to say, "Okay, what does hip hop look like?" I'd point to him. One of several people. But I would like, okay, that's what well, you want to see. What hip hop look like? Watch him. Watch what he's doing, you know, you know. I mean, how can you not? When you talk about my philosophy, am I a philosopher? Yes. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's in. It's right there. It's, it's right there. He's it's right. he's telling me. Yes, yeah. right there. It's right there. Yeah. And and he and he certainly is. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's. And it's that's the true. thing is that we have our philosophers. But in school and traditional education, you know, like you said, Plato, and I'm not put discrediting any of that. Right. But you know, after a minute, because of again systems, you mm -hmm. question what is philosophical thought, what constitutes some someone as being um, a a philosopher. 
Right. Is it status? Is it realm? Is it the boy, good old boys club? Like what, what allows you to be part of that? It's like a very, it's very similar in the sense of hip hop as well. Um, and, and visual art, like, okay. So I make this amazing, beautiful art, but I can't, my work doesn't deserve to be in the MoMA because of an art critic, you know? So does that make me, my work any less valuable? You know, and then you start to question, well, what is value? Ooh. And who defines value? Yes. You know what I mean? So when he's right. KRS, am I, am I a philosopher? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. 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 You, 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 you know, you are. You are. You as are. are so many MCs, as right. are so many, right? But will you open a book only now? Are certain schools and institutions at more of a collegiate level starting to say, okay, yeah, there's something here. Right. There's something here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There, there, there's something to be said for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was there. And, and see, that's that's because my dad always talks about this in terms of jazz. You know, there was right. a certain point when the establishment appreciated jazz, but it was dope before they did. You know, it, it, it's it's been what it's been what it is, because I mean, I you know, I'm teaching a course right now. It's called Great Philosophers. Um, and by by the text, by the definition, um, it's, it basically has, you know, th- this is a history of Western thought, which is dope, you know, but yeah, but, sure. but but my boss told me I could do whatever I wanted to do in there. So I took it literally. I say, okay, okay, where I can do whatever, whatever I want to do. And I'm, I'm like, look, okay, shoot. Saul Williams, Thank L- you. Leela Downs, um, I mean, Z, Z Agile, Belizean writer. Um, I mean, my, my syllabus is KRS-One actually begins and ends the term, you know, and, and one of my students last term, because I, I, I taught it last term, I'm teaching it now as well. One of my students first day said, well, are we going to be reading anybody like, um, Socrates, I said we may don't count on it. You know, don't, well, don't that, count but that that's the that's the thing. I mean, it's like right now, like, okay, we downloaded the digital book. Yeah. I haven't used it yet. <laughs> but I did, but we did download it. We did download we it. We did download it. We did download it. We did download it. Okay. We right. I did do that part. So right. Right. Yeah, no. I think yeah. that's dope, man. Well, at least I know if I come to Cali, I, you know, maybe you could slide me, you know, class. Maybe I can grab a class up or something. You oh, know, you already know. Stuff. Look, man. Look, don't look. get me started because I'm ready. I'm like, <laughs> when does my baby go to college? Okay, all right. Okay, I, you know, I can I can transition somewhere warm now, man. Listen, y'all already know. Let me look. I'm not in let me tell you, come on, come on down here and look, look, look. You could teach my class. I'm gonna just sit there and learn from you. I'm gonna just do that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely gonna come in and observe because I'm just listening to you, and I could only imagine how phenomenal the class is. Um, I'm over here taking notes myself right now, literally, like, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Hmm, <laughs> Why wouldn't I include so? Yes, of course. Oh, you know. So I mean, I, I, I'm totally with you, and I and I really do mean that genuinely from my heart because I'm 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 starting to see like for me, I started off teaching pre-K, and my favorite. I mean, I love all of my students. I really do. 
Yeah. And all of the experiences have led me to where I am now. But there's, I just love being able to have the type of conversations that you have at a collegiate level with the students. I just love being able to talk real life <laughs> and mm-hmm. how it connects to learning. So, you know, I'm definitely, I, I, I feel comfortable in this space. Right. You know, at this level, you know, I just, I feel comfortable teaching here. Mm-hmm. And you've been teaching college for how long since you've been back to NYC? Since I've been back, yep. Okay. When I was in when I was in Chicago, I was teaching. <laughs> it was interesting because I taught my first two years out there. I taught um, first grade. No, excuse me, kindergarten to twelve. Whoa. The whole spectrum because I was teaching art, so Got I taught it. kindergarten to 12 and then after two years um i taught second grade to 12 and then um i came i came here back to new york and had an opportunity and um to actually teach a visual arts course which has evolved into uh visual arts and like i've taught some english uh, courses i've taught some communication courses and um and now this semester hip-hop course which is really exciting and cool mm-hmm. um but yeah so it's only it's technically it's been um two years it's only been two years but i really do i really do enjoy it um i really do enjoy it and it's been cool because to to be able to go from the little ones all throughout that whole spectrum up until you know uh college level it's, it's just been a really great experience and honestly everything that i've learned along the way has helped has really helped me um to teach kind of where i'm teaching now but i i, I am very comfortable here I, I don't know if at this stage it would be hard for me to go back to yeah. teaching the little kids not not because i don't love them I just feel like very similar to what you were saying about Chicago. It's like, that's always home and I'll always be home. However, it's like, I'm kind of, that was, that's a different phase now. Like that's just a different place. Mm-hmm. And so moving forward, just like you're in, you're just in a different headspace or a different experience space. Yeah. And um, I feel that way with education. Like right now it's kind of like, okay, well, where can I go now? But I do feel comfortable at the college level and, and, I feel blessed to have the experience from all of those different students, maybe high school, maybe high school, but I do enjoy this. And I enjoy the flexibility of it too. You know, I think as an educator, sometimes it, it's, it can be really, it's really challenging to go a full day, mm-hmm. like straight through. Um, whereas with college, it's like, okay, you're still always working. Like I said, in my morning, I yeah. use it for lesson planning and prep. Um, but I just find like, even even having like an hour and a half, and it varies because when I teach um, summertime, the courses are longer, it's like a summer intensive. Um, but traditionally my classes are an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something to be said for that in education as well. Like we didn't even talk about that, but the idea of time. Oh yeah. Um, I think that even from a structural standpoint, it's like, how do you teach kids for 45 minutes (laughs) because it's like well i mean now it's different right virtually but let's say back to the classroom if you go into the classroom so that first 
five to 10 minutes is them transitioning in, them getting settled, that sitting down, taking attendance. Okay, so what do you have now? Half an hour? Basically. You have to now, you know, intro your lesson, supposedly, you know, convey some information that they're going to get. Then they have to do some kind of work and an application of it. And then you have to transition them out mm -hmm. uh, with whatever, whether it's exit ticket or this or that. And then they're physically getting up and transitioning out. And that's saying that the class went smooth, that there weren't any hiccups, somebody didn't come in late, uh, you know, whatever it is. So you're really looking at like a generous 20 minutes of actual instruction. Right. So you have that versus an hour and a half where I feel like that's enough time to at least get some kind of a genuine, genuine learning. Yeah. So that's another thing that I think is, 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 is a very big question mark in the education system. Um, the time, I just don't feel like it allots that, you know what I mean? I, I, I would more, I'm more inclined to, you have four classes a day. Yeah. And, and then you just alternate like an A-B schedule type thing. Like on that day, them days you have this, those particular days. And then on those days you have this. I just feel like if you had less classes, but longer class times, even though I think the kids would initially complain, but they would learn. They'd learn. I think, yeah, they it would learn. And because of that, I think it would actually go by where they didn't realize like, oh, it was an hour and a half. Plus it prepares you for what's more of a college-based learning style. That's right. That's right. Where you, where you, where you may have only like two classes a day or some day, sometimes no classes at all, but you still have work to do because you have your own time and you learn time management on your own because you're doing stuff on your own. You don't get that in an, in an environment to where, you know, everything is just so, okay, six classes, but you aren't really getting nothing in anything. It's kind of like you're just busy work for nothing. You know? Thank you. Which goes back to that P word process. It gives go. time to process. It right. gives you time to process. And like you said, it also gives time, time management, you know, it'll, and, and that's real life stuff mm -hmm. because if, if, you know, you have to figure out how to juggle and balance things. And it, I, I really, as an educator, I have a lot of issues with education. <laughs> yes. As an educator, I have a lot of issues with education and the way that things are structured. I feel yeah. like, I feel like that there's something to be said for the way that, and it's far from perfect, but the way that things are set up um, in a in a college-like setting, yeah. to me, so you have two years, and even that's somewhat debatable, but you have two years that, okay, you kind of have to explore what they're kind of telling you you kind of have to do before you're really focusing on your major. And again, mm. it, it varies. But generally, so kind of two years introductory, you can take some electives, you have some freedom to choose some things as long as you get your credits and, and get your weight up in regards to that. Right. There's the, the way that they're set up, you know, there's something to be said for this. See, to me, we've lost a lot of our kids by the college level, tons of them. I feel like if you take this approach and you introduced it on a much earlier spectrum, in my opinion, middle school, <laughs> mm -hmm. forget high school, they sh it should already be there. Middle school, I think by middle school, kids know what they are interested in. They may not know what major they're going to declare, but they know what they like and they're interested in, and they know what they don't like. Yeah. 
by yeah. middle school. Right. Right. Because kids are already are already talking about that stuff at that point when they just when they just daydream. Oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. So they, they have a general idea. Yeah. Right. You can play with. But, you know, it's something it's something about um, education from in, in the system from early stages to later on that. Yeah, it the structure tries to push you in a certain direction that may have nothing right. to do with your passions. that's and that's the word that's the other p word passion that's the other p word so it's like once you learn you once you lose the passion then you lose your purpose and that's what's happening that's what's happening it's like they're losing their passion there they it's not being fostered it's not being encouraged or rarely not in a holistic like not in a traditional sense and that's where that's developmentally where it happens in 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 your adolescent age that's where you're trying to define and figure out who you are, That's right. who you are. So if you're trying to figure that out, why wouldn't you use that same kind of approach and, and philosophy when it comes to education? Allow them to, to figure out who they are in academia as well. Allow them to use these strengths and interests and passions to foster real life skills that they're going to need. You have yeah. kids who are like super like into creating robots at, 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 you know, 12, 10, 12, though, all that STEM, that good STEM stuff. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you allot them to an hour and a half to two hours for something like you can't build a little robot in, in 20 minutes. No, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't. You can't. You could have kids do creating apps by eighth grade, real apps. Right. Like make them some money, you know, make them some money. Hello. To live and exist and create generational wealth. Like what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. What is really important here? Mm -hmm. You know, you have kids who like to, to bake and they're interested in food. Why wouldn't you foster something culinary from that stage? So you want to teach, and I swear by this, I'm like, you want to teach them math? That's math. Right. You're dealing with measurement. You're dealing with measurement in cooking. Yeah. Ounces, converting, conversion, like the same shit that you're trying to teach them without using real life things that are applicable so that they understand it from a process-based perspective perspective Mm -hmm. you're trying to just give it to them in a one-dimensional format and then you're wondering how come they don't get it that's it that's it that's it you're telling someone you're 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 giving someone an algebraic equation but not giving them any purpose for using it oh you you, you just need to know this thing okay we done my kid says it all the time she's like I'm, I'm doing all this stuff that I don't even need for life. Why? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm that, that's her point. And I'm like, you know what, babe, you're right, yeah. but do it. <laughs> but do it. <laughs> <'Cause you> have- <laughs> but it's, it's sad that I have to say that because it's real. Yeah. To a large extent. She's like, I'm doing a lot of things that like, what am I going to need this for? It's not preparing me. It's not life skills. Right. And, right. and what's, what's so backwards to me is that, I mean, I hate to say this and it is, it is, I guess it may sound like a stigma to it, but I'm not trying to say it from this standpoint, but students, it's backwards in the sense of students. So the system, students that, there's students who I think the system feels like, well, they cannot perform at a higher level order thinking 
academically, and so we'll put them into vocational school, That's or right. we'll put them into things that are vocation based. Right. But ironically, <laughs> mm-hmm. that style of teaching that's something that you should be doing across the board period as a matter of fact these kids if anything you they they have the upper hand now because they know some basic oh they know how to bake guess what when you have your own apartment you're gonna have to cook Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like you said i don't know i I don't know if you saw yeah it's really weird i don't know if you saw this and, and this relates right to what you're saying um buster had this thing this video on where he was just kicking it so i i think he was in bushwick somewhere and he was i think he was doing like a showing like a, a little show on the hood he was just kicking it after afterwards and he was like you know what get you a business get you, you know you know you know the, the, there's a reason that our communities don't have generational wealth because we don't we don't we we could we could open up a small business and start putting wealth back in our community and have some for our families and he just he, he just kicked it and like but but schools aren't pushing us toward that you know schools are pushing to us towards some the there and you go you the, to why. the why mm-hmm. and and i think we know the why <laughs> we know the, we know the why we know we know the why we yeah. know the why yeah. You know, yeah. because then when you think about other, you know, other um, other cultures who are teaching some of these basic life skills or allow, you know, they have that generational wealth. So it's just passing it on to mm-hmm. Billy or whoever, you know, mm-hmm. then it's just like, well, that almost becomes that is a sense of their tradition, family tradition, culture. Right. right. So if we don't inherently have those things or that's not the norm, then it is about creating that system within, within community, within family, because it certainly is not taught in school and they don't have to worry about it being taught in school because they're leaving school after they check out at two o'clock and they're going to their family's, you know, restaurant and, and working. Right. (laughs) So they're being taught entrepreneurship. They're being taught money management. They're being taught those things because it's just part of the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, That's okay, you're going to carry on dad's business. Okay, well, if you don't have that and you're not learning it in school, then where are you learning it? They don't have to worry about learning it in school. Right. Because that, that is, that's, that's their home environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. It's deep. It's really, it's really, deep. it's really, really deep because, you know, you know, you know, the history of oppressed people, of course, has been one that's 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 kept us away from resources so you know it's 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 like it's like yeah it's it's something that you know can be overcome of course it can be overcome but But there there are a lot of layers to it and there would there be there's a lot that would have to be undone i have a friend also in chicago um let me see if i can shout out her business i have to look for because she just started it um let me see uh yep so it's called unlearningspace.org nice unlearningspace.org she's based in chicago um where you know she's been in education for many years as well Mm -hmm. and um has this business that she's just recently started but it is about unlearning it is about unlearning a lot of things that have i think systematically been taught that 
do indeed uh, separate us and make things more complex and challenging um, between racial divides, social divides, socioeconomic divides, and things like that because mm-hmm. of um, constructs that are put in place and um, and conditioning. And, and that's across the board, you know what I mean? Just, you know, in all different kinds of cultures and how it affects just our interactions. Sure. So, um, you know, um, so yeah, I just wanted to shout her out real quick. Dope. Um, yeah. And, and two, I know you mentioned shouting it out because, you know, clearly we could talk about all this all day for sure. Um, it's exciting just to be on here talking with you with a platform like this, you know, so the process sessions, that's something that I recently, well, I had the idea for quite some time, quite a few years. And because of COVID really, um, I was like, you know what, let me, um, instead of watching Netflix again this evening, let me, (laughs) let me maybe pick this idea up and um, figure out how I want to execute this. And so I've had this idea of wanting to explore the process behind um, creating things. And regardless of whatever the discipline was creatively or artistically, it's like, okay, you could be a screenplay writer, you could be an MC, you could be a DJ, you could be a baker, uh, you could be a seamstress. Um, You know, like, I just... I'm intrigued by, if you haven't noticed, I'm intrigued by (laughs) the process of things. Yeah, that's what we do here. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Which is why when you hit me up about, you know, discussing this and you didn't, we talked about that briefly. Like, yo, I didn't even know you had something called the process sessions. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a recent, I mean, like I said, I've had it as an idea for a couple of years now, maybe about six, seven years before I even went to Chicago. But um, it was only through this whole pandemic that I was like, you know what, I have a little time. Let me, let me, let me actually put this into action. And I started it with Breeze, you yeah. know, but it was my fascination with wanting to explore and share something that's not necessarily, um, that's not often either seen or discussed and talked about, you know what I mean? Like you see the end product of something that's made, whether it's a, a shirt or an album or a painting, mm-hmm. but you don't see the process. You, 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 and and furthermore, because even with the process sessions, with what I'm doing and interviewing, and it's more of a discussion, nice. kind of like what we're doing. And at times, you know, I'll share some of the visual stuff and show some of the elements. But even even the fact that there's certain things that I cannot necessarily or I don't maybe not cannot, but I don't necessarily capture everything within the process. That's a big part of it, too, because it's very intimate. It's very, very very intimate. Right. Someone's creative process. But I think it's cool to discuss it and to talk about it because it's, you know, it's introspective. So it's like, all right, if I can kind of share a little insight and allow you to voluntarily be a voyeur for a moment and, and come into my mental world. Let yeah. me share with you some of the things that I think about when I'm creating or before I'm creating or when I feel stuck and I need a moment to get back into creating. I think people want to know those things. I've always loved um, documentaries for that particular reason. Right. You when know, you so, yeah. On. The, what the you backstory. yeah you can find what's going on the backstory because at the end of the day we're all creators we're just creating different things hopefully yes. more positive things than 
than not. But, you know, and so you want you just wonder about are there parallels? Yeah. And then you start to see some parallels, which is cool because it's like you may have parallels and you do completely you create totally different things. But are your process is your process similar? Yeah. And to me, that's intriguing. That's interesting. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's beautiful, you know. So how many episodes do you have of the process sessions now? So I literally have two right now because, again, I've just kind of started to kick this off. And it's and I'm the main one. I'm like, you know, seven job, eight job, you know, you know, that's Caribbean thing, that, you know, Caribbean thing I go on. So it's like I have. You know, I'm writing it down. I'm writing down the questions. I'm filming. I'm editing. You know, prop design, makeup, here, everything. So, right. you know, I'm doing it all. So right now, I have. Um, I mean, my my intention is to certainly get to a point where I can afford or have it funded enough where, it's, well, hey, we have some people on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not just you know putting on different hats, uh, literally. Um, you know. But um, right now it's only two. So it's like I've had the idea for a couple of years and I have people on my wish list who I kind of would love to interview. Um, mm-hmm. But I've actually executed two of them in between working and everything. And you realize, too, with the process that pun intended, like it varies. So what I thought would have taken me like, oh, this will just be a couple of weeks, maybe two weeks. Ha! Yeah. It took me more like three months yeah. for the last you know, so the first one was Breeze. Um, mm-hmm. I interviewed my brother just because he was, you know, super accessible, which even that is a, <laughs> even that's a little <laughs> bit of a joke because some, sometimes <laughs> I didn't see him at all. People like, yo, just, you know, hit up your brother and, you know, say what's up, you know, and I'm like, mm, I haven't seen him in a while. But, right. Uh, you know, he is my brother. So, um, yeah, so I, I started with Breeze and we talked about, you know, emceeing and the process. And I have to say, it really, a lot of people were really, um, well, not a lot, but it, it's gotten a couple hundred views. I'm proud of that, you so, know, because again, so. it's completely just, you know, starting. But yeah. um, the people who viewed it, there's been some feedback, which to me, that's really the the gem um that's the gold for me and they've been like yo I've always really been interested in hearing Breeze's story thank you for doing this I'm I've always been curious about like how he goes about writing because his style is you know really unorthodox etc etc so um to me that's 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 the gold um is just the feedback so far so he he shared his notebook you know he kind of broke down his process as far as how he approaches emceeing things that he does. He talks about um, how he kind of used to think about or believe in the idea of writer's block and now he doesn't. Mm. And how to him, there is no such thing really as writer's block. There's just tools. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, there were so many parallels with him discussing um, emceeing and education as an educator. And just again, going back to um, tools utilizing tools whether it be for teaching or for writing and um you know he has different notebooks for different things so you know as as an as someone who you know is i'm doing this particular project right now but i'm also an artist and mc and also an educator and student 
So I was just intrigued and wanted to kind of explore that with my brother because I grew up watching him do this. Yeah. But I can't say that I never I ever sat down and was like, so by the way, I mean, there were days, I mean, I, because our styles are also very, very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. They're also kind of different in the sense that Breeze is certainly like the mad scientist in a sense, like he's very, very, like very, very mathematic yeah. about his style, which is what makes him so phenomenal. I mean, that's right. Here's a really quick, quick way to explain the difference between Breeze and I's MCs. Growing up, Breeze knows how to, Breeze knows how to read music. Okay. Right. So when we were younger, we used to do like piano lessons together Yeah. for a little while. And um, Breeze learned how to read music. He also can, you know, so he taught himself, you know, after a certain point juncture, he was able to teach himself how to play. He plays a piano a bit. He plays a guitar a bit, but he knows how to read notes. He knows how to u- read music and mm-hmm. therefore can write it, etc. Me, <laughs> I never knew how to read music. Okay. I still don't know how to read music. Right. But I I had straight on I had full recitals. <laughs> Damn. And I and the book would be in front of me and I'm playing the whole song. Woo. I just don't know how to read the music. You could have burned the book. I mean, no I mean it, it, yeah. it looked nice like a prop. But <laughs> well, well, I mean, but I never knew I never knew how to do the that technical language. I never understood it. It just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But the sound did. So Got I could it. replay it. I could replay it for sure until I get it and I replay it and I got it and I could play the whole song, but yeah. I could never read the music. Whereas Breeze can do both. He can read the music and he can, um, he can certainly play it because he can read the music and write. So mm-hmm. there's, there's an advantage in that regard where it's like, he, he can really calculate it. Whereas me, I go from the gut, like I'm I'm going on intuition, I'm going on how I feel. I'm very feeling driven, you know, and that's part of my teaching style too. Sure. I'm on the floor with my kids if I have to. Like I told you, you know, I'm over here doing, you know, breathing patterns and stuff. Right. I'm like, if that's what we need to do, we need to get this and be okay. Good. So it's just as you talk about process, we're just it's it's kind of interesting how again you have an end product, but it's like, well. How did you, how did you, how did you, how did you get there? How'd you get there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause that's dope. Like, cause I had read the Breeze read music before, but, but, but now that you say all that, that gives a whole different kind of look at how yeah. he writes because he has always blown my mind and several oh, million other people. Like he's right, right ooh, for he's, sure. Mine included. Yeah. He, my he's goodness. Nice. The bulls out pull my leg and begging for mercy. Let, let me not start. He is a he is a complete, he's a complete monster. But see, this is what I'm saying. It's like when you think about it strategically, it's like, do you have someone who kind of has the silencer, cleans the gun, knows all the parts? Matter of fact, maybe they made the gun. <laughs> With Breeze, <laughs> it's like he probably made it. You he know what I'm saying? It. 
he probably made it. Knows mm. all of the parts inside and out. Where it's like me, just give me the Scud missile and I'm gonna <laughs> blow everything up. So it's like we have a very like you know it's gonna happen, but we have very different styles, you know, um, about going to do so. But for so for me, I was fascinated because I know that I know how he kind of works to an ex- to only to an extent because even sure. though I'm his sister, there's so much that I don't see. And so, um, you know, mm-hmm. it was intriguing for me and uh, to me. And I figured, well, let me start there. So I did start there. A lot of people really seem to really like the process and, and discussing it. Um, and then from there, the, the last most recent one, which um, just I think on the 5th was released last week, Friday. Okay. LaKayla Brown. Um I was immediately intrigued by her week, uh, her work as well. She's a visual artist. She's a sculptor and educator. Mm-hmm. Um, her work, dope. she's extremely dope. So her her work, um, she has you know different bodies of work, but this one particular series or body, um, she was create she created these reliefs and sculpture pieces that had uh she used bamboo earrings mm-hmm. and so when i saw them i was like ll cool j hip-hop like i just automatically went hip-hop and i, I hadn't seen anything right. that quite captured it like that before like you see artwork that you know you see people painting different hip-hop this this and that but to me, it looked very fossil-like. Okay. It looked very science-like. And um, I was intrigued. So I said, you know what? I'd love to interview her. And so she's the second and most current, most recent one. I, you know, I appreciate anyone going and checking that out and helping to build that platform a bit. Um, mm-hmm. You can find this information on YouTube at um, the process sessions you know i'm building the instagram for it again every everything is very brand new and grassroots right now but it's spelt the way it is there's no fancy extra spelling to it it's uh the process sessions both online at youtube and also on instagram um so you know and anything related you know i have to plug my brothers and everything even though i haven't done anything too creative musically lately (laughs) but i have been really helping to push and support breeze's project which i'm really proud of him and i'm proud of it's a dope album hindsight um you know it's amazing amazing record it really really is an amazing record so you know check out breeze brewing and and uh at the juggernauts you can go to either platform to find out information about it but super super great i mean it's been a minute in the making um but people have been really receptive to it and deservingly so deservingly so i saw primo scratching the record like yeah. I, think, I think it was on I, I think i think i might have caught that on your instagram but yeah i'm like that's dope that's super yeah dope. man yeah primo primo was scratching um uh he was uh i think he was oh he was playing gotta have it which was produced by uh, Seth, Mark. okay Seth yeah um but breeze got he has joints on there man i pop is one of my favorite i pop is dope um, i pop is dope just the B is just bananas. Um, Megalo, um, uh, actually a co-worker, uh, a previous co-worker, I think, of his. I think he was a social worker at a job where Breeze used to work in Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Um, again, there's that parallel. It's like, 
Yeah. Hey, are you hip hop? Oh, you too? Okay, let's do a joint together. So, you know. Yeah. You know, look at the relationship there. So yeah, he got he got joints and then taking notes is all about education in the classroom. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. That was a good cool track too. Yeah, man. He he always talks just like you know, he, he was acknowledged in a title the other day on the playlist and it it said uh grown, I think it was like grown, grown hip hip hop or grown rap, grown hmm. people rap something along that title, and it's like that's him for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's yeah. him. That's him. And that's oh, us. That that's all of y'all that's for sure. But no, but I mean that's all of us now. It's like you st- we still hip hop, so it's like, well damn, what what what's new? What can we listen to now? That's some it's real like, shit. You know, we need we need that too. We we need we right. want to hear things that that we can relate to and still resonate, and that's yeah. still dope. I mean, it's but so many times you could play special ed, even though I love it, I play it all day. But Word. it's like, I well, what can we play currently? And so yeah. I think this album is a dope current album that that there's a lot that you know anyone who's a grown person can relate to, and appreciate. Right. And that was a moment like that was that was because hip hop needed that hip hop. And then like the Pharaoh record drop, I think, on the same day. I believe Fat Beats released that, too. Right. Fat Beats released both. So, uh, yeah. So Breeze's album Hindsight was released uh, with uh, Fat Beats by Fat Beats in collaboration with Matic Entertainment, which is our, you know, home uh, independent label. Uh, So it was a combination. It was a joint venture on that. And uh, Fat Beat certainly did release uh, the Faro joint, which that's all right. Currently, right now, I just I I just go back and forth between the albums. I'm yes. between Faro's album and I'm between uh, Breeze's album, and I got fa- my favorite joint on the Faro joint, man, is Scarecrow. I just <laughs> yeah, that I was just, crazy. Uh, I'm just it's to the point. The other day, my daughter was like, "Mommy." That really hurt my ears in the car. Like, mom, seriously, can you turn it down? I was like, babe, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize it was that loud. Like, <laughs> Scarecrow is just, it just does something for me, man. His the music, music wise, lyrically. Yes. The whole about the whole album is clearly dope. But yes. um Scarecrow just does something for me, man. Um Yeah. It's kill, it's kill, kill is also amazing. There's so many joints on there. Like what's the, what's like the second track um where he made up a word? I can't even think it. I, I can't even. I'm looking on my phone right now to see what I'm, I'm about to look right now because I know the first joint is the cult joint, which Knott's produced. As a matter of fact, and there's a project that I'm very proud to say I'm I am connected to. He has an all-female project that's coming out. Dope. Um, that it's going to be bananas. Um, It's going to be bananas. There's so many amazing female artists on this project, man. Wow. He outdid himself. It's special. Um, It's supposed to be dropping pretty soon. It's called The Future is Female. Um, Okay. He's done production on it. And um, which his production is clearly major. Um, I don't want to leave the people that are on there that I know. Word. But there's... A lot. <laughs> the music is. Ooh, I can't yeah. wait. I just can't wait as a fan. I mean, I'm proud and, and honored and blessed to be on the project. Yeah. Um, 
It makes me look like I write rhymes, which is cool because I haven't <laughs> done do. that in a long time. <laughs> I haven't done that in a long, really long time. So it makes me feel like, hey, she sometimes she's an MC, you know? So that's that's really cool. But um Great. but there's Great. just so much amazing music on there, man. I, I can't, can't wait, wait to Man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping, I believe it may drop um, next. Uh, I, I can't even say when. I just know it's coming out soon, but I, I'm I'm anticipating because it's, you know, March, uh, which is, you know, celebration of Women's Month. I'm yeah. hoping that it drops then. That I can say. Yeah, this is the joint after Cult 45 on, on the album that I can't even, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it properly. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, that, I, joint. that joint. That joint. That phobia joint. Something yeah, like right, right, right. I said, and when I heard that song, I was driving. I was like, yeah. I said, oh, he done, he done, he done did it. He done did he, it. Like he did it on the whole album, man. Oxygen bro. for me. Kill him. Uh, kill, kill, kill. He got. He just has so many. The magician. I, the whole album is just amazing. Right. I, you know. The feel of it is really dope, which is what's really cool, too, that I love about um, the fact that they both dropped at that time, because it's like Pharaoh's has a very um, distinct sound to the album Mm -hmm. and Breeze's has a very distinct sound to the album. And they're very different tone wise, tonally, like tone wise, they're very different projects, but they're both amazing projects they're both extremely lyrical they're both really dope and the fact that they have a different feel i feel like allows you to appreciate both projects and they're not compared you know it's like they're, they're not competing with each other they're just no. it's just more, more hip-hop to enjoy they right. you know what i mean because they have two totally different, different feels yeah, yeah totally different sounds but they're both so amazing i swear i'm just back and forth in between yeah. Um, the album currently. Hip, um, yeah. Hip hop needed that. Hip hop really needed because yeah. because it's it's like okay, okay. Respect to a lot of shit that's out. Word respect, but mm-hmm. peril. Right. <laughs> but it's like, look, man, the level that they presented on right. that on those two records from 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 two different spectrums is just phenomenal. It's really it's yeah. It's like okay, you gonna drop you gonna drop something. Okay, how, yeah. how, how, how are you going to top that work? Listen, man, I, that no. this this is why this is why I love again the the contrast between the two. Sometimes I like I'll throw on breeze. I'm like, oh man, I just kind of want to party and kind of be in a happy, lively mode and listen to I pop and I'm jamming. Mm-hmm. And then some days I'm like, I just want to. I'm just angry. You just want to rock out. <laughs> Let me listen to Pharaoh. I'm I'm just I need to put this somewhere, you yes. know. Um so oh, and it's and it's beautiful and it's it's just a beautiful contrast. I absolutely, absolutely love it, man. You know, love it, love it, yes. love it. Artistically, they're both beautiful projects. Yes, they are. They are most definitely, most definitely. It's so whenever when are you, when are you inviting me out, man? I'm coming out and teaching some classes. I need to teach and be in California. I'm coming. Whenever you want to come, like, like, like the offer, the offer, the offer is always open. You already know. Awesome. Let the admin know. Let the admin know. Let, <laughs> let them know that I'm on my way. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, I don't, I don't know if I quite answered 
the 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 what we were supposed to talk about, but I I certainly hope that there's some gems in there that you can pull from um, no, this regarding was, this. This was dope. I'm I'm gonna run this whole thing. Oh wow! I mean, this, it this is, is dope. We only talk for about four hours, you know. I was yeah. like, "Oh man, John, I'm so tired." So, uh, <laughs> the hypothesis of the equation, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, cool. I'm honored. I'm I'm so honored, um, you know. And uh, what we do and what you're doing through this platform is extremely important because more people need to have the conversation about um, hip hop and education and how it's all relative to process. Word. It's all relative. Yeah, for sure. This Word. is our religion to a large extent, man. It is our religion. I mean, th- 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 this, is kinda, this is kind of what my book is. Actually, I, I mentioned you in my book on hip hop no as way. a religion. Yes. What? Yes. I, now, now we're talking, John. Let's no. house up. <laughs> no, now, no, no. Okay. now we're talking. On this <laughs> Tell me yeah. about the book, man. We're yeah, we didn't even talk book. about the book. I didn't realize we'd be talking live about it. Let's do it. Plug your book. Yeah. Book for sure. Well, I, I'm really trying. I'm gonna plug you, but 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 I mean, it came, but but like it, like your your verse was mentioned, like because I because I wrote um came out what last. Well, no, it came out actually the the end of twenty nineteen, um, and and I and I called it underground rap as religion. Um, a feel. Wait, also, ex- this book exists. We're not talking about a new book. We're talking about one that you've already published. Right, right. It it came what? out. Yeah, it came. I thought I might have mentioned this to you. I'm not sure if I did like a while ago. Here's what I, happened. Here's what happened. We 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 got to talking, and it was we like we're doing now. We got so caught up in just really good conversation, and then you hit me, you text me like, "Man, you know what we forgot to talk about? The book." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, cool. We'll talk about that next time." And then and then you know we're on the platform right now. So I didn't even I didn't even know that. Are you kidding me? I'm in somebody's book. Wait a second. I'm about to pop my collar different tomorrow. Please do. Go ahead. Please do. You, you are welcome to do that. Please do. <laughs> How awesome is that? How awesome. Thank you, man. Jeez. No, no. Thank you for that that dope who, who makes it hot verse. Like cuz cuz um, That's the verse that you analyzed. That's the verse that I analyzed. Yes. You know, that's, that's one of my favorite verses, man. That's well, the verse where Breeze was like, "Okay." I see. <laughs> I wasn't officially quite a juggernaut member prior to that verse. Like really? I was, I was rhyming. Well, from my recollection, no, I was rhyming. My brothers, clearly, my brothers, you know, juggernauts. I mean, juggernauts because I'm fam. Right. But up at that point, you know, the first album that came out that you know everyone kind of refers to as Clear Blue Skies. I mean, I was observing my brothers. You know, sure, the final release, the original. Session, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Um, well, Fondalum did release it because they had gotten dropped at that point from, they had a record deal, a lot of political things, but it did come out and Fondalum thankfully did release that. Mm-hmm. And so, but I was privy um, to, you know, seeing my brothers record quite a few sessions and, you know, Chung King and D&D and Calliope Studios. I was really young, being the youngest out of all three of us. And um, so, it was cool watching just that that whole process 
And right. I learned a lot just from observing that um, in a lot of different ways. Um, but up until that point, I was more observing. I was writing as well. I was writing for sure. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that I had been officially coined like a juggernaut. I was just Breeze's sister and Slim sister. And I was kind of observing my brothers who were the juggernauts. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, from that regard, you know, on stage and then come home and like, you know, fam. Right. So, um, but I was writing. I was still writing and working. And then I remember... It was right around that time with Who Makes It Hot because that was the, the um, collab with Adigio. Adigio. And yeah. yeah, and it was my first year in college. I wrote that my first year in college. It was a special, a special time. Um, I think that's something too to be said that we kind of talked about slightly, just the idea of just like age and time yeah. and things like that. So um, I was pretty young. It was my first year in college. And I wrote that verse and I almost didn't record it because um, that day that we were going to the studio, I want to say that the studio session might've been in Queens. Okay. I could be wrong. Well, I went to school in Long Island. It was Long Island, Queens, similar neighbors, et cetera. Anyway, mm-hmm. I had like a, I had a flat tire. <laughs> Damn. And this dude, this dude on campus burst. I don't know what his real name was. But his name was Burst. We called him Burst. And he fixed my tire for me. Wow. And that's the only reason why I made it out to the studio session, because I wouldn't have made it. And then I went and I recorded my verse for Who Makes It Hot. And I remember Breeze was like, to levels unaccountable, like pie. Pie. <laughs> okay, I see. Okay, she could be a juggernaut now. You know, like <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but you know, it kind of felt like that because then after that, you know, we we really definitely there were like a lot of songs and things that we were doing. There was the indelible stuff that was all of that yes. was kind of happening concurrently. Okay. Um, I don't even remember if wait happened before that or after, but it was it was certainly around. That that, that that time yeah so um i would say shortly after that we just kind of started doing shows and they were already doing shows and it was like all right you know kind of let it get a verse off it was kind of like that type of you know um initiation into it like all right if she could hold her weight mm-hmm. um, but i was certainly i was certainly doing things already outside of my brothers just because I mean, I love hip hop too. It was a who I was as well. And I was seeing it first and for you know, like forehand right there. Right. And I wanted to make sure that I was solid enough because they, you know, that's how my brothers had always been like, yeah. you ain't gonna come with nothing weak. And if you do, you ain't, you ain't doing it. You're not doing it. So right. you right. have to make sure in very big brother status, like, you know, you're going to make sure that you're official. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of tests, you know, rhyming at a certain speed, rhyming to this, rhyming. I remember one one time, I don't remember if it was Slim or Breeze, but they were like, okay, yeah, that's nice if you got an instrumental, but if it's a beat and somebody like, you know, when I was practicing or something and yeah, all right, they rhyming over the beat and you got to <laughs> be able to rhyme over it even if they rhyming over it, like you just practicing, right? Like that shouldn't distract you. That's right. And there were just like a lot of different little <laughs> initiation, 
you know, climbing through the mud, you yeah. know, holding a gallon of, of milk while I, you know, <laughs> said my recited my verse in the rain, you know. So not exactly, but you know, they definitely made sure that it was, you know, I, I I was on point with what I needed to do. And um I think that that certainly helped because mm-hmm. in that field there was many a nights where I was the only female rhyming and definitely held my own you know what i mean so most definitely yeah i mean yeah it it shouldn't be broken into the context of you know a female non-female you know right just but but that's a real thing the politics of that is a real thing yeah indeed 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 so you know it's definitely been a, a really uh interesting ride and hopefully there'll be more to come i, I do hope that i can kind of get back into creative space yeah um sometime soon or at some point but you know it's it's amazing and and please i need to know about this book i may have to share it with my students yeah yeah <laughs> be really cool no i really do did not because of that but like i really would love to share it especially now that we you know we're doing um, I'm teaching a hip hop course. It'd be so phenomenal to have Word. that book, be able to share that. What I'm gonna do is, um, I'm gonna give you a passcode to to see it online because, like, the publisher only gave me like six copies of it, only physical copies of it. Um, and and a page because they they did a hardback version. It's through Rutledge, and oh. um, and there's a paperback edition coming out. I think sometime in a, in a few months actually um oh that's awesome me, well you me. have but, to keep me posted yeah yeah but but, but i'm but i'm but i'm gonna send you a link to a site with where the publisher gave me where you, you you can just read it online i'm gonna give you my 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 login and, and you, you, username so you, you could see it thank so I, you that's I, I'm gonna send awesome. that to you for sure that's for awesome. sure i would i would absolutely love that and i am extremely honored i had no idea thank you so much i'm Thank I can't you. say that this is my this is my first. This is hopefully not the last, but damn, that's really dope. I well, appreciate you your that work. so much. You know, thank you so much thank for your you. work. Because I'm gonna tell you, like, the first time I heard, and I, I was a Juggernauts fan f- before I heard this, but I was, I was with some friends of mine. Yeah, I was, I was actually at my friend's house, um, in, in college, college at the time as well. Um, and I was just. They were socializing, and I'm the kind of individual to where I sometimes just zone out. No, 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 nothing's wrong with me, but I just, I'm not mad at them. I just sometimes my social battery wears down, and I just want to zone out. And, and yeah, so, for sure. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, so I was on my friend's computers looking at hip hop stuff, and it was during the Napster era. So it was like yeah. when everybody was on on Napster, I was I was doing it too. So so I had um. I was on some site. It may not even be, 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 be natural, but I think it was. I was on some site and I heard now disclaimer, I eventually did buy the record. So <laughs> so, 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 it was so, so it wasn't like it's cool, man. These days I'm like, you bought a what? What is a record? Like everybody is, record? is just yeah, yeah, you know, everybody gets down there. Online these days. <laughs> right. That's part of one, one of Breeze's songs currently, too. But no, nah, I feel you. Absolutely. No, no, no love loss at all. Yep. Yeah, y'all already know how. I, but but no, like because I was very familiar with y'all, but then I 
I never heard Who Makes It High before because that was on the re-release, the Matic re-release of Clear. Right. So, so right. I, I'm sitting there and then I'm, I'm listening and breathing like it's the it's the ass cracking grass pack and then the brown paper. I was like, what the fuck? And then like, and then <laughs> like, and then. And then, like, then, 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 like, then, like, you came on. Don't mistake me as I literally hear when I literally must have played that song for like an hour, literally wow. like back home. And and my friends is like, John, stop being that social. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm on some hip hop <laughs> shit right now. Like, 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 don't even stop don't being social. Yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> I, I I basically proved what they said. <laughs> right, 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 right. Wow, I I I so appreciate that, man. I love that joint too, and and I don't mean it simply because oh, you know, it's a joint that I'm on. Like, I just right. The whole that beat, the feel, like it just us being on there together. It was just it was a unique. Um, it was a really unique song, and 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 I did feel I felt proud too of myself up until that point because you know when you listen to coming home and listening to things like you know I'm gonna kill you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Lucifer you yes. know and Flambrus dies it's like hmm I hope this verse holds enough weight <laughs> you oh, know like did. when you're coming home and listening to that it's like yeah. okay I can't you know I can't do no punk move on this verse it's gonna have to go hard you know and that was the first verse that I really felt very very confident like yo I really it it, it hit hard like I I liked it you right. know I liked it and and I think artists you know as artists you know we can be quite critical sometimes um yeah. of our own of our own work you know what sure. I mean not all artists are like that some are like yo I'm awesome every day all day and and that's great that's great perspective to have at, mm. indeed you know but for me it's like is it is it where I want it to be I'm always whether it's on the canvas or it's on a verse I'm always kind of turning it over and wanting to make sure that it it hits. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's and see, that's the sign because you, you mentioned rites of passage. You know that that's that's that, that's basically. I think when artists have rites of passage like you had, you know, mm -hmm. you approach it differently to where to where it's like, okay, well, mm -hmm. no, everything is not dope. Everything mm -hmm. don't everything mm -hmm. don't need no. And I think that's a that's that's one issue that I that I have with a lot of things nowadays in hip hop, you know, especially mm -hmm. rap music. Um that why well, I, I would surprise mm -hmm. say all all elements in some ways. Like there's right. there's too much of a past that's that's allowed to where to where to where you don't learn from that. You don't learn from okay well you're dope and that's it. No, you don't learn from that. You learn from being told you need to shape it up. You know that's that rhyme real. was whack. You know, you know that, that, that wasn't recorded correctly. You know, you you know, like but that is so real. Go back to the drawing board, or yeah, yeah or yeah, yeah. You're you're absolutely you're right. I mean, even my my daughter has been for the past about two years. She's been dabbling in some writing and things like that, and Word. it's kind of it's pretty interesting to see and listen to her. And and it's hard because as a mother, it's like you know, it's so delicate. It's like, I don't want to discourage, but it's like, if I do hear something, it's sure. like, I will point it out still because you know what I mean? And especially from a parent, because I think, you know, with siblings, it's one thing, you have your sibling rivalry, et cetera. 
But hearing something from a parent is like, oh, you know, it's like whatever they're saying, you want to do the complete opposite of. That's right. just part of your your uh, rebellion as a, as a child, you know, just period, you know. Right. Um, I think almost innately do want to do like the opposite of. So it's yeah. such a delicate on so many levels, um, just that relationship. And so yet, yet, I, I if I hear something, I definitely try to be transparent about it like well maybe i try to be mindful of how i approach it yeah but I sure i don't just let it slide if i hear something that just feels off to me for whatever the reason but like you said for because out of love it's like yo right you know you got it you might yeah. want to this this or that but her flow is crazy her A flow word. is crazy yeah That's her flow is crazy i was i was never i wasn't that good at that age I wasn't that good at that age. I was certainly working on it. Mm-hmm. I was certainly working on it. But her flow, kind of wow. beast mode. Yeah, she's she's working on learning how to hone and control it. I think oh. that's really what it is. Okay. You know? um, but just this natural understanding of of cadence and flow and that she she just gets. So I mean, that's dope. <laughs> That's really dope. Like, I mean, well, I'm not surprised. Look, look at where mother is and look who our uncles are. I'm not surprised at all. Like, <laughs> I like, appreciate it. I like, appreciate that. And she did like I did too, because she kind of had been writing for two years and I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know. Only really now like three years because the first two, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. It's only been like the last year that she started sharing things, but she had told me like, yeah, I've been writing for about two years. And I did the same thing with my brothers. They really didn't know that I was writing like that. Okay. It was like, you know, if you let Breeze tell the story, he's like, yeah, I remember just hearing from other people, yo, your sister was rhyming at uh, her homegirl sweet 16 party. (laughs) And I was. I was. I remember the dress I wore and everything, you know. I was, you Damn. know, trying to do my own cute thing and sure enough that I was like, pass that mic. You know what <laughs> I mean? And um yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I think it was a it was a main source beat. And, a word. Um, and I went ham and dudes was like Oh, she nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that was like my first time really kind of rhyming in public, mic or whatever. And it was it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. And so from there, Breeze was kind of like, oh, okay, you rhyme? <laughs> you know, we in the same house, but he didn't. He didn't know. You know he didn't know because I was just like, yo, I'm not, I'm not trying to come out and have this be, you know, sound whack. Like it's going, it's going to sound hard because again, you know, here did we listen to beauty music box. We listening to, you know, I'm listening to Kane. We listen to Kane, KRS, EPMD. It's like, so light, light, you know, I'm not going to come out with something weak regardless. It ain't, it's not just, us at the house like right i need to make sure i'm i'm actually sounding official point that's blank right. that's right yeah yeah right. so yeah i think having brothers in the house do that was just it was just even more of a confirmation it kind of just had the checklist right in front of your face you right. know what i mean yeah. And you're talking about in an era where you 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 have like a regiment of your brothers and as you said you're in an era when so much stuff is just, so much stuff is, is, is at such a high 
verbal quality. It's like yeah, because I mean yeah. the way the way it was. You talking about in the music box? You know, for for us in Chicago, it was the jukebox at that point, and and you know all that stuff coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody from I from, recently like, learned about that. Really, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, because we the matter of fact, the lady who I um, LaKayla Brown was talking about that as well in the interview, and and the other half, he had also mentioned that to me too. And um, nice. and so she was breaking that down because I'm like, what? I was like, what do you mean, video music box? She was like, no, the box. The box. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, we have video music box. Like, what are you talking about? You know, I remember coming after school, like video music box. It was it was Bob Ross painting, and then video <laughs> music box came on. And so you know, that's what I remember. And so okay. she's like, nah, the box. But she's originally from Detroit. So it was out clearly there too. Like yeah. Midwest. Yeah. So she was so she was telling me and she was like, no, not video music, but like the box. And she was the like, box. you had to call in. That's it right. Money. She was like, we there were many people got in trouble because you <laughs> called in to try to get, you know, saying that you weren't supposed to you get permission. I was one of them people. I, <laughs> I think that's so cool, though. Like, you know, I didn't I didn't. You know, I didn't know. So she was breaking down that too. But even that, even the title, you, you know, the, the parallels even with that, you know, yeah. um, the box. So yeah, now, nah, but you were saying, yeah, you had that experience as well. Yeah, I had that experience as well because, because you know, I mean, I didn't, you know, um, because you hear, you heard so much stuff on there, you know, so much great stuff from, I mean, I mean, Black Sheep, Das, yep. I mean, you yep. know, gang star you know and then and then like everything you know even like because the box went on to like 90 90 no the box went on to like 2000 some something like that but you know but you know you would hear and i and i'd be like these this this is so great i could never do this queen la Hmm. everything queen latifah on there like i'm just i mean you i'm like wow this yeah. the level's so high I could never do this. You know, it didn't stop me, but I said, oh, but you sure. know, it it did sure. make you. And then being in Chicago, of course, there was a certain regiment there to where you know, you at that time you weren't getting on a show if you weren't dope. You weren't. Oh getting- yeah, I've, I've heard I've heard stories about I've heard stories about that about that too. I don't recall the the exact name of the spot, but I, or spots, I want to say there were like two real, well, I, again, I was in Hyde Park. And so I, okay. I've heard that stories. I don't know if it's a spot that looks like kind of like a church. I want to say maybe around like uh university of Chicago, like it's around. You're talking about the point, the point. It must be, it, it must, it must, it must be, it must be yeah. that. Cause there's there like a building. Places. Yeah. They're right, right. So I heard there were definitely a few places. I'm trying to think of um the street that um, but but like I said, it looked like it looked like a church. Mm-hmm. I believe the door was red, and and the other half was like, nah. Like when we were young, like dudes used to battle in there, oh, <laughs> and yeah. like yeah. And I was like, oh okay, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I mean, again, Grind. you know, you. Just- <laughs> Right. You think right. Yeah. It was kind of like that. It was kind of like that. Like, you know, you had to really, you know, you know, you know, you you might get attacked. You know, you never know. You never, you never know. You never know what might happen. And, and but, you know, that makes you better. That, make, that makes you better. Absolutely. 
absolutely man and and you know as we talk about you know the element that it shouldn't be a thing in regards to you know female and and male etc but i do recall i I do recall one (laughs) i do recall it an evening in college and it it just also was a testament to two things one how much you know just the love for hip-hop and almost blindly blindly and Mm -hmm. then also the dudes you know the character of the dudes who were there so it was my freshman year in college and (laughs) i remember my homegirl who i went to high school with she also ended up uh going we went to the same college as well and um the first year we roomed together she she was there for about a year or two years and then she left but um but this one day she was like oh yeah i'm gonna go hang out there and I was like, all right, well, you go ahead and hang out there. I'm going to go rock with these dudes. We're going to go rob. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like, I mean, they were also very new to me. I mean, I was cool with them. Mm-hmm. But when I say love, like blindly loving hip hop, I'm like, and plus I'll, I've grown up around like all brothers. So to me, I'm like, that's natural atmosphere. But I'm like, hello. Okay, you're a freshman. You're pretty nice. You're not, you know, you're not so bad on the eye, kind of easy on the eye. You over here rhyming in a dorm field. I mean, it must have been like, you know how college dorms are. Oh, yeah. We're talking about like a good 10 to 12 dudes deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smoke filled room. Right. Ciphering. Ciphering, I mean, going in. And I'm like, I'm the only woman in there. Right. And I'm not even thinking safety. I'm thinking, yo, let me get this burst off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and in retrospect, I'm like, woman, do you know what kind of situation you could have put yourself in? Again, these dudes were, you know, stand-up dudes, you know, but you never know you know what i'm saying college there's stories there that crazy things happen so it's like and i mean and some of the guys were you know on campus like went to school there and then some of the dudes was just friends of the dudes i think they were from they were from queens okay and um but i mean (laughs) like i said easily 10 to 12 deep and i'm there and i just remember one of the dudes like yo man Will you marry me? <laughs> because, you know, like lyrically, like we were just going in bar for bar. Wow. And after, you know, um, I just I had to laugh, you know, they but they were really, really cool. But like I said, in retrospect, sometimes blindly, like just yeah. bypassing elements that I should have considered safety wise. And I'm just thinking. It don't matter. Hip hop. Right. So, well, you just like I said, blindly, just so so driven, so yeah. so just you know, so in it, so, so in, it. in it, yeah. That's yeah. right. That brings me back to a time because 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 yeah, you know, um, not even on the woman front, of course, but you know, I mean, with with me, like you know, my uncle in later life, he told me, you know, I used to be scared for you when you be going to all them shows all, all around the city. You know, I, you know, I didn't, you know, you go into all these areas and I didn't think nothing of it. I'm right. like, I didn't think nothing of it. Like, but these were areas right. where, where, you know, where stuff was, was, was happening and stuff. And I would see stuff happening and, and, and you know, it, it, it's, 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 and, and, yep. but yeah, I didn't think about that, but I'm trying to run. I ain't worried about right. it. Right. Right. 
Right. And, 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 and I'm saying like, it, it is such a, it, it is such a, uh, you're chasing, you're chasing something that already really exists, but I mean that high, right? you know, that high of just being involved in something extremely yeah. beautiful, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, as you mentioned with your father talking about jazz and, you know, um, a particular art form that was just at that time of its inception, like extremely avant-garde then. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of sketchy ass clubs too. I'm sure there was a lot of sketchy spots, a lot of sketchy spots, but it was like, it was being played or that person was performing, you you know, whatever. And it was like, you going just to try to get that, get that experience, get that taste. And so just being a part of something like that, that in itself was the thrill. So that's right. Hip hop us was certainly, certainly that, certainly that. There's no question about it. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Like chasing yourself, chasing yourself, because it's just part of you know identity. It's, so it's you. That's, that's right. That's what it is. You're chasing yourself. That's what it is. You know, this is the, the, this is who we are. It's self discovery. You know, self-discovery, self-discovery. And it's just like, oh, great. This is another piece of this. You mean I can add something? I don't want to miss this. You know what I mean? It's it's a thrill. It's certainly, certainly, certainly some thrill seeking, thrill chasing stuff. And now it's like you're older. You have those stories, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's still very much part of just who you are. It's just a different this is why this is really important, you know, what you're doing, um, because I feel like we're able to just share stories, a little, you know, about it now. And this is part of that documentation. This right. is part of like that oral tradition of like sharing that information, sharing those stories and keeping that information present and alive and seeing the relevancy of it. People really understanding it beyond just oh, a genre. You know, it's not <laughs> It's so right. much more than that. You know, um, but for those people who don't understand that and who aren't part of that, you know, it, it helps to kind of give validity to that and, and explain it. Yeah, you know, true. It's like a black box. You know, people will listen to this and it's like the black box years later, like, whoa, right. what's that hip hop thing? You know, there you go. <laughs> I mean, hopefully they'll know. But I mean, honestly, it is it is that. Yeah, it is that. Mm-hmm. It totally is that, and 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 like like you said earlier, and like I really agree with you. You know, this is a religion. You know, this is yeah. this is the, this is a way. Because when I really when I teach world religions, I teach hip hop. I said hip hop is a hip hop. You, you look at hip hop the same way you look at Judaism, Islam, Christianity. Mm-hmm. The way the way the way you look at Santeria, we look at right. Obia, Look at hip hop. I think I think hip hop um, has brought more people together of different ethnicities, backgrounds, ages, and religions together than anything ever. Yes. Ever. Ever. Yes. Other than what creation or the question thereof. That's, <laughs> the that's question right. Thereof, you know, because with religion, you know, I mean, I do believe that there are things to take from particular religions. Sure. I definitely would consider myself more of a spiritual person than a religious, orthodox, religious person, religious person, because I just feel personally like it, it um, separates people. 
rather than bringing people together, where I think as spirituality, it's, you know, more of a belief system, a, a way of life, um, you know, the, the old age, old philosophy, you know, treat people how you want to be treated, I think it's pretty right. simple. Um, you know, you have that ethereal part of it, that's a whole other aspect, but I mean, just like, and the cosmos and all of that and like life, what is life and all of that mm-hmm. and where do things come from? But you do know how it feels to be treated good or bad and you know how it feels to do that. So from that philosophy, which is pretty basic, you know, a lot of religions, you know, they, they're different belief systems and different things. Like if you don't do this, you're going to hell, you know, and what is hell? I mean, some people mm-hmm. believe in that. You know, like they're just a lot of things. Whereas hip hop, to me, there's no division. And right. if division, it's more of a creative division, which has affected a sense of culture and what it does mean, what defines hip hop versus just rap or versus, you know, it's more of an aesthetic question or an aesthetic divide that does affect or can affect the culture, but the culture itself in and of itself, what it really, really is and what it means and what it should be and what the origins of it are is about bringing people together That's for right. sure. That's and right. I think right. nothing has quite done that like hip hop, yeah. nothing, nothing. Yeah. I can't think of anything either, you know, and, and, and maybe that's why we're so, that's why we're so in love with it. That's why we're so devout to it right. because because right. because it it does bring it, it really really the way I like to look at it. Um, Hip hop, in many ways, it 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 basically disseminates. Well, no, it, it, I mean not not disseminate it. it, it pop, I would say, disintegrates these borders mm-hmm. that didn't right, exist exactly. anyway. You know exactly. They didn't exist anyway. Yep. The colonizers said they did, but they didn't, you know, and and hip hop really is a way of you. You were mentioning your friend. Hip hop is a way of unlearning, you know, colonization, mm-hmm. you know, right. it's, it's right. powerful. Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. It it, it it definitely breaks breaks down those barriers. As a matter of fact, it just doesn't see them. It doesn't see That's, them. Right. Because they, they weren't there. Because <laughs> they weren't there. It's it's some real you know Mayan <laughs> just for your 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 um you know at such a high frequency where it's like you just they you don't see it That's you don't right. see those boundaries you don't see the age you don't right. see the color you don't see the race you don't see the religion you just see a word, word. you too boom you feeling that too yeah that's us then. And That's I'm trying us. to be that. And that, that was what was dope when I went to Peru because it was literally a whole nother language. And by the end of the trip, which was only a two week time span, there were things that they we had translators. But there were there were things that some of the students were saying. And I swear, like I was starting to understand them. And I don't I wish I spoke fluent uh, Spanish. I need to learn how to do it after how many years I'm only taking the course about five times. But, um, you know, <laughs> right? conversational language is a whole different thing. But sure. um, after a minute, it was like we were I was starting to understand things of what they were saying just based on tone based on body language based on the music and it was just like it was bugged out you know and i was just get, starting to understand certain pieces and putting things together and they were like oh yeah i get it it was it was such a weird experience like in a positive way they were saying things in a whole nother language and i was like oh so you're saying this and they were like 
yeah, <laughs> no, not all the time, but some of the time. And so, right. you know, it, right. it just, it's, it's bugged out how you can be speaking a whole nother language yet. You're speaking the same language that's and, right. and that's pretty, and that's pretty beautiful. Like what else, what else is doing that, you know, right. body language, but what else is, you know, yeah. what else is doing that? So hip hop, powerful, yeah. man, transformative. Yeah. <sighs> It's amazing. It's one of the, it's, if not the most beautiful thing that's happened in my life, you know, For it's, sure. it's, it's, it's definitely top five, top three, top two, <laughs> top two. Right, 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 right. And then, and then look at, you know, being able to teach and share that knowledge and, in, or incorporate it, you know, that's, that's to me where things come full circle. And again, that's really just where I want to be at this point. Um, within my personal journey, you know, just, and I say personal, you know, whether I'm using it within to, to, to express myself creatively, or I'm using it to observe and share someone else's creative process, or I'm using it to connect with my students, or I'm using it to connect with my daughter, or I'm using it to just, to just be and disconnect from the world and tap into just where I need to go for a moment to have a, a moment of reprieve and yeah. listen to something and escape. So regardless of what it is, it's like, I'm, I'm just trying to get to the point where I can combine these different aspects of who I am, you know, and, and process that and be able to share that information and translate it to other people so that they can be, you know, either successful with what they're doing or more successful or take a break from what they're doing. Like as long as it's something that becomes effective in whatever the realm creatively to listen to some dope music or to paint a fly picture or to just sit and enjoy something for a minute or not, or just like vent, <laughs> whatever it is. I just, I want to get to the point now in my life where it's like, okay, you're a vehicle for something. And to me, that's really the ultimate work. That's true. That's true. Wow. That's powerful. That's actually a powerful way to end this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually let that be the last word of this. <laughs> that's Indeed. powerful. Indeed. I thank you so much for this. It's really been a dope experience. Thank you, Queen Heroin, for, for jumping on and talking with me. This has been super dope. Super dope. Like, oh. you know. Oh, I'm glad we did this, man. Got my second win. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Keep me posted on everything. You know? Well, there you have it. Once again, um, Queen Heroin, Juggernauts Crew, Bronx, New York, legendary underground MCs. Um, very dope to talk with her about hip hop, education, and forward thinking. So make sure you check out Queen Heroin series, the process sessions where she interviews um, artists and gets more in depth about how they create what they create. Most definitely. Well, next time you hear us, we will be talking with my man, um, Ben Reynoso, who is the councilman of the Fifth Ward in San Bernardino, California, recently elected. Congrats. We're going to talk um, with him about his ideas of changing the way we look at San Bernardino, politics, and youth. So I 
anticipate that conversation, and we will talk with you then. Take care. Once again, we express gratitude for joining us on all things cosmic, philosophy, science, and art, a podcast of the Center for Process Studies. For more information on what we do, make sure you check out www.centerforprocess.org www.ctr4process.org My name is John Ivan Gill and on behalf of Andrew Davis we're signing off. Farewell. Farewell.